Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Uh, today, I have a very special guest. Me and this guy go back a very long, long way. Uh, welcome to the podcast, my friend, EK. Hello, hello. What's up? You know what's crazy? It's crazy when um, you have friends that you've known for like 20 years and you only know them as their nickname. Like I have a lot of people from New York. I still know the full names or the last names. And today is yeah. the first time I looked up, or yesterday I looked up your full name. Oh, you never knew it? The last name. No, and I just know you as EK and I want to keep it that way. I like. Yeah, I mean, it's like more like an EK. Like a, like a creature. He's an EK, an EK. As opposed to like, you know, Eric doesn't fit me. But we have so many friends who have nicknames and that's yeah. all we know him as their whole life. You know what I mean? Like, Word. Like I, I guess I know Rap Bones is his real name. Maybe I, maybe I don't know Rap Bones. I just saw him a few years ago recently and I don't, I don't remember his whole name either. Yes. Anyway, shout out to Rap Bones. You know, it's our friends shout about out. These, our friends about these nicknames and like we really know their real fucking birth That's names. That's like straight up I mean? New York hardcore Stilo too, kind of. Right? Yeah, for sure. Everybody's yeah. got like the, the, the name. It's yeah. like, you know, Gavin Byrne. So and so, you know, like the last yeah. name of the, the band would be like the last name and shit. It's, it's so true. Cool. Um, okay, so Ike, how are you? Nice to see you. I'm very well, thank you, Toby. How are you? Good. Welcome to California. Where? Thanks for having me on your podcast and welcoming to California. It's been one year I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big move, leaving the East Coast to the West Coast. I did it. Mm. You know, it was. Uh, I didn't want to come here. I was telling Derek earlier that my wife kind of dragged me here kicking and screaming in 2001 but really? one, yeah once i got it i was like it's fucking the best kept yeah you, lo- you love it here, man. i love it before that i was like couldn't see beyond the buildings i was like fuck yeah. the west coast yep. you can go by there on tour and play some shows or I was, yeah you remember from touring here like yeah. Us. yeah but yeah. like living here i never saw myself but now i'm never going back to the winter i just said when i got older that i would like to move to cali like just one way or another just because i'm older and i'm different yeah. you know what i mean and I, that's what i did i said how old are you now i am 50 me too. Five zero. Yeah, we both. Nineteen seventy, right? Yep, nineteen seventy. We're to the big bird. So yeah, this year I turned fifty in the COVID lockdown. Yeah, interesting. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, strong work. And uh, and Derek Solid. Derek Green's here from Separator, and he's turning fifty in January, so he's still in the forties. Oh, January. <laughs> what um? D. What um? What's uh, when's your birthday? January what? January twentieth. Oh, I'm thirteenth. Um. Yeah. So then you'd be fifty one. So you're oh, older than it's me. It's coming up. Yeah. Oh I'm shit. Fifty and a half. Okay. You know, like when you're a little kid, I'm yeah. six and a half. <laughs> My son says that shit now. He's 17 and a half. Oh, right. Um, that's funny. All right, so let's go back to Boston. So you, you were born in Massachusetts like myself. I was born in Taunton, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just recently found that out. Nice to be found out your last yeah, name. That was um, a- <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, so what part of Massachusetts were you born? Um, Boston proper. Okay. A neighborhood called Jamaica Plain. Okay. Yeah. How far was that from Taunton, you think? Um, Probably good. 30 minutes, 35 minutes, maybe. Okay, and Brockton so was kind of in the mix there, too, Brockton, right? same thing. There's Brockton, I think, Ton, and some other towns. I don't know anything outside of Boston. To, yeah, to I used to house. go to the Brockton Mall and shit with my grandparents. Yeah, remember that? That was huge. That? that was, like, the big thing out and there. And I had these two little brothers out there that I met when I was older, and they both went to Brockton High. It's like, 5,000 students in that high school or something. It's Damn. crazy, yeah. So, your brothers and sisters? Um, um, I have a sister that uh, is a really, really good egg. She's um in, she blew to flew to Boston recently because uh, we got a family uh, death so they're gonna Sorry. she's taking care of all that and go for me it's really really good she's taking the bull by the horns and I randomly enough have two little brothers that like I'm Cape, Cape Verdean and okay. they're full Cape Verdean <laughs> and wow. it's like I met them later in life like 2021 20, it was really really weird I'm like holy I guess I'm the oldest it's bizarre they're nice though you didn't know he had brothers till later on yep because it was wow. uh, a same dad different mom. Holy shit. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is insane. You know what? And then we talk here and there too, but we're not even super close or anything. It's just one of those things, like too little, too late. <laughs> you still have a strong Boston accent like my mom, man. Oh, do I? Yeah, oh, no. I don't say mom. that. I hate it. <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I like it. It brings back memories. Your mom got one too? My mother too. She's my like effing loser. 
Look at her over there, douche. Big D back, douchebag. My mom, my mom has that same old shit. Really? Um, she's still in Totten. She lives here, man. We're all of us. Oh, she's, you did she, say that, yeah. When she's I was, on the Valley with my brothers. Yeah. When yeah. I was over here last, you did yeah. say that. Yep. But um, so how was it growing up in uh, Boston? Um, it was really, really cool. Um, for the most part, because the neighborhood is like, it was more. It's more like working class. You know, slash whatever. Like it, it wasn't like no bougie thing by any means. Yeah, it was like yeah. a real kind of tough a little bit. Um, and then once I started playing drums, I just I just wanted to do it for real, for real, like like on a different level. Um, yeah. Hence, you know, leaving Straw Dogs and Rankings for going to do Warzone. Like I just I just didn't want to do just the Boston Hardcore or just whatever, just whatever. Not that that's bad. I just wanted yeah. to, New York Hardcore was on the biggest stage there is. Yeah. So how old were you started playing drums? Uh, nine. You start playing. What grade would that be? That'd be like a middle school. Third grade, I think. A third grade, yeah, yeah. Third, yeah, third or fourth. I and what got know. you into that? Um, strangely enough, just hearing my parents would leave the house when I was like five, six, seven, eight. I um heard music in a different, different way. Like I heard drums over everything. It sounds really bizarre and corny, but they were louder than everything. And I was okay. like, "That's why is that kind of weird?" So I asked her for a drum set, and she gave me practice pad um, and drumsticks, and then I just kind of took it from there. So you had no like, so just different types of music you were hearing around the house and stuff. Yeah, like so my mom has a crazy broad-based musical taste, and I just I listen to the coolest stuff, man. Everything from Ohio players to Earth, Wind, and Fire to like Slave to like you know like uh, what's it called, uh, David Bowie. Yeah. So so like the full gamut, you know, the full music, really cool. Um, and how how were you growing up? Like, how were you in school? Um, I, I randomly enough, I exceeded um academically. I went from the sixth grade to the um. I had that one sixth grade. I went to visit my family in New York City in Staten Island. And they're like, hey, you're pretty cool. Want to save for the school year? I'm like, yeah, why not? So Catholic school, like a burgundy tie, some gray pants, and some <laughs> Tom and suede shoes. Just like Jamie. And I uh, did that for a year. That was interesting. Then I went back to Boston in eighth grade. So I went sixth grade to eighth grade. Okay. Um, to ninth grade. And then by the time, you know, it came around to things, I had enough credits to leave. So I left and went to Warzone. 1987. So you graduated. Uh, yeah, yeah, but not. I didn't have a formal graduation. Okay. Just because, like, you know, I didn't. I wanted to go to New York, but yeah. I had, I, I got the diploma and all that. So how old were you? You went to New York, like seventeen. Seventeen, just about to be eighteen. I want to say it's November, December of eighty-seven. Yeah. Right around there. It was. I remember it was cold. It was freezing, man. Yeah, I moved to New York in eighty-eight when I was eighteen. Oh, that's, that's right. You I did. Ready too? Yeah. No wait. So it was from D.C. Maryland, yeah, outside Maryland, because yeah. everyone, I was like, oh, they're like, this kid's mad cool. You know, I was like, he's from D.C., right? I see him at Wawa all the time when that's we have the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I met. We'll, we'll fast forward and go back. But yeah, I met you at, at when Warzone played the Wust. The Wust, that's right. Yeah, that's where I met you guys. I was oh, I was fan. a hot I mess, man. Guys. Yeah, I, met... I was like guzzling, like whatever, forget about it. But I was a really hot mess, man. That place is huge. Yeah, it was a great show. And who was that? Uh, two Worlds Collide? Yeah. Is it, yep. Two Worlds Collide, I remember those yeah. dudes. Nice guys. I just posted a flyer of them today, actually. Really? Um, they were good. Yeah. So the, that's when I met you then. Yep. Back to Rewind. Okay, so what was the band before Warzone? Was it, Stra um, was it Straw Dogs? Yeah, Straw Dogs. They were I the saw F you guys played back in the day, too. Yeah, they just turned into um, the F uh, Straw Dogs when I got in the band. Okay. And the drummer Bones died in a car accident. And then uh, people around town are like, hey, so-and-so's looking for you, looking for you. And I was like, you know, those guys in the band. I was like, no, why would they look for me? And, and they found me. And then we just we just kind of killed it. Like, I, Actually, in that band, Wrecking Cry learned how to play like hardcore beat. Like, you know what I mean? I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't really do it. I did it, yeah. but it was like kind of weird and stuff. But those two bands, man, we I rehearsed so much, like six times a week with both bands. Yeah, you probably played with Sigurd with Wrecking Crew, right? Um, Did I? No, we played. Okay. Actually, Wrecking Crew, we played CBs. It was, I want to say, side by side. Um. Youth of Today, Warzone, Damn. and one more band than us. 
Yeah, that's sick. crazy, right? Can you do that? Sick, is sick lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Straw Dogs were sick, too. They're underrated. People don't really talk about them much. Yeah. yeah I got to see them back then. They recorded some cool stuff, man. I really liked it. It was and like rock, crew, rock and roll, but not really post-hardcore rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just its own animal. You know what I mean? So who got you into like the punk rock stuff? Um, Actually, my friend Glenn Dudley. We've been friends since we were five years old. And he... I was like, you know, trying to get my break dance on, doing graffiti, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, doing did that, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, big time. I, and I loved it. I mean, I, I wasn't that good at break dancing, but I had a good time though. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and what was your graffiti name? Uh, uh, Spanky. Sick. Spanky, rocking you live in '85. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so graffiti and break dance, you went to first yeah. before punk. And then my friend, yeah, then my friend uh, Glenn, he he was actually the singer writing crew. We've been okay. friends forever, ever. Mom's friends, and he used to babysit us and stuff. And he's like, "Why don't you? What are you doing that stuff for? That's kind of corny. Why don't you just come like check this out?" And he and so I used to know like you two, with all old you two, and then some Cure. Sick. And then I started to get sold. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he's like, why don't you play in this band with us? Play in this band with us. I was in some band, the Eels, that were like, like random older dudes. And it, so I was like, okay. And I went and tried out with Wrecking Crew, and it was awesome. It's Sick. Cool. Yeah. So that's your first like hardcore band, yeah. Yeah, other than, um, yeah, pretty much. There was two bands before that. The Miracle Boy, when we were 13. That was the uh, Jordan Knight one. That was pretty funny. All right, let's get back. So that was with Jordan Knight. And you could yeah, yeah. He can actually play, sing and play guitar, believe it or not. And it what was, kind of music was that? That's just rock and roll, like 13-year-old kid rock and roll. <laughs> so how many years is that before New Kids on the Block, you think? Um, many years. Okay, many okay. years. Because that, that thing, didn't, that was going to come to fruition until later, later, like okay. when they were like older, you know, teenagers. So you're friends with him growing up too? Yeah, yeah. His um, his whole family's amazing. Grew up with um, you know, Donnie, Mark, and all them too. They're from the next town over. Yeah, what town went is that they're from? Dorchester. That's right. We went to uh, middle school. Uh, Grade school, middle school together. And then after okay. eighth grade, people just kind of separated and stuff like that. Is that how you played on the, uh, this one's for the children? Oh, yeah. That was, um, that was I think, you know, randomly enough, that was, no, it wasn't back then. It was in between, I want to say, Sigurdal and Warzone somehow. I was back in Boston, um, just visiting or whatever like that. And I happened to run into all those dudes on like Mass Ave. And I had a drumstick bag in my hand. It was kind of weird. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Maybe, you know, we got this thing. We think you should probably do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm so punk rock. F you. I don't want to do that. I'm some hard rock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I look like in that band. Um, so what happened was, I slept on it. I didn't call Jordan for like two weeks. And then I called him. He's like, yeah, we got a drummer, but you want to come, you know, do a session or whatever. And I just did. I just went and did that. Knocked it out. Like in between. Wow. I Probably 20, 20 maybe. Okay. It was in between the Bad Wars Zone record and Sick of It All. Wow. So that song came out on one of the records? Oh, yeah. It was around. I used to it around cool. the radio and be like, bugging out. Holy bugging shit. out, man. They, they could have actually, you know, toured with them. And been the drummer, but I was just like, I'm too cool for school, man. You're too punk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't even look at me. Don't look at me. I'm so hard rock. So, so what was your goals in high school, like before music? Um, I like sports. You know, what as a quarter, uh, baseball, football, basketball, I wasn't so good at, but I was a good quarterback and a good pitcher. So throw, nice. throw heat, and that for weirdly enough, in hindsight, kept me in school. Like for that, you know, that amount of time because yeah, I loved, yeah. I loved really playing sports and everything like that, and I liked um, science and stuff like that. I really yeah. fascinated with that. Hence my sci-fi dork background. Yeah, Star Wars <laughs> knuckles. Yeah, that's, that would be that. So, uh, all right. So you so you leave Boston when you graduate and you go to New York and you're in the war zone. Basically. Yeah. Well, randomly enough, I missed the audition. I had all all like Kristen Brady, all the Oi girls drive me down there. My drums in the trunk. It's just like go for broke. You know what I mean? To get yeah. there, maybe he's like, "Yo, man, it's like two hours ago, bro. It's like pouring rain." I'm like, great. And, and second of all, I had $30 in my pocket. That was it. No one done me money, so I sold my Cherry Reds for 30 bucks. Damn. Yeah, but he goes, hey, why don't you stay in Brooklyn? At, you know, this guy raised us, the roadies or whatever. They were like, what was the roadies? Frank LaRock. And um, went and did that. And then I think it was, he goes, next Wednesday. So it was like, 
uh, Thursday. So it was like six days later. And then I went in and killed it. Just like knocked it, knocked it the fuck out. And how did you get that edition? Um, through Saab R.I.P. I love, I love me Saab so much. He was visiting Boston. You know, like when you skin it, like you travel in cities and it's just yeah. fun. Like, yeah, let's stay at my house or whatever. So he was there and he was saying that um, it came, like, I don't know what happened, but he's like, you play in the band? I was like, came yeah. Came through the wire before the internet, before all that Dude, shit. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, yo, he goes, Luke, Luke's leaving the band. What do you, what do you, you should go try out. And I was like, it didn't even make any sense. I had a light bulb, you know, like, and I was like, okay, you know what? So he gave me Rabies' number, right? I call Rabies and I'm like, yo, I want to come try with you guys. And he's like, all right, cool. We'll do this, do this. And I was already, I was still on the straw dogs. Okay. So it was like, <clears throat> it was like bizarre, but I just wanted, like I said, do it on the biggest stage, New York hardcore. Yeah. So yeah, then that was that. Um, so I hooked it up and then I called Ray and I went down there and intensely the story, um, you know, did all that crap and missed the audition, but then I really did really well when I actually got in there. And so you like, you're 20, how old are you then? Like 18 or 19? 18. Yeah. I think Damn. I just, it, no, it was either, like I said, the December of 87 or January of 88. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was one of those. I was just 17. <laughs> Life was coming down hard on me. So good. RIP Rabies. Oh, yes. 17. So you get you get the Warzone gig. Was Warzone's pretty, what year would that be? That'd be 88, 89? It was 88. It was after Don't Forget the Struggle, Don't Forget the Streets. And um, they had just got signed to Caroline. And I'm like, whoop, good decision. Like on a label, like a rec label, it's part of Virgin or whatever it is, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're stoked. And um, all of a sudden, we're doing all this pre-pro for a full length, for Open Your Eyes, uh, for a long time, like a few months. And then we went in, a, this studio is actually awesome. It's called Campo Cultural Center. Okay. It's off of the Bowery. Um, they, you know, they did Quickness there. That's they sick. do a lot, a lot of sick albums in there. It was like, I was down in this track, I'm mean, looking at, and uh, Dr. No like produced it from the Ravens, and I'm looking at him in the thing and i'm like what they're like do that do this do that hit, hit it backwards and i'm like okay but it was so weird because i was just in the room by myself looking at him on a monitor it's fucking awesome oh, it was kind of cool yeah that's crazy no pressure right there huh yeah a lot <laughs> i had to get my swag on for that one so like, awesome. i'm the shit i'm the shit <laughs> so when people still for you back home like, yo he went to new york he got in war zone like they were cool, stoked man, man. Yeah. like um some people weren't supportive, but that's just the way that goes. Ten percent of people ain't gonna like you anyway in society. That's yeah. just by default. But they they were really happy for me. They were like sending me pictures of the record, like you know, like the internet wasn't, you know what I mean? No, so sending me pictures of the record and being like, "I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you," and stuff like that. And I was like, "Damn, I just did an album, 18 years old, not bad." It's, a, it's a, yeah. I so, gave myself a lot of credit. I was like, "That's so neat." Yeah. So how long were you in the band before you guys made a record? You tour and played. Um, you were still playing. The Don't forget the struggle songs. Yeah, we yeah. playing those too. I um I obviously I had a tryout, so I did all those songs pretty yeah. much. Um, really cool. I mean, Luke are different, but it's just, it sounded pretty cool anyway. Um, that, that turned into maybe f four or five months okay. before we started doing uh, pre-pro for Open Your Eyes. Yeah. So getting tight, getting tight. We played the new music seminar. It was crazy. It was so violent. Seminar. Remember the new seminar, D? <laughs> what venue was that at? You remember? Uh, Irving Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. People just diving everywhere. I was like, oh my God, this is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, my inside voice is feeling really, really good this time. <laughs> so that's so the so shows were great. You're playing with them, and then you guys made the record. Then when that record was, I think that record was what well where we responded to, if I remember right. Yeah. We yeah. were stoked on that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It was more positive than negative. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. really, I was like, that's cool. Yeah. And actually, we, we did, we tried to do a tour on it. The reason why I say try because it didn't last long. <laughs> Tour um, didn't last. Yeah, no, not really, man. Everyone just it, every like it was weird. You know, when you tour, you get to know people. This was on some immediate you shit. To know each other. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah, you have to. And everyone's yeah. just immediately the week later just snapping on each other. You fucking dack, you suck, you douchebags. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Made it to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then it, it went all disbanded. 
Damn, for like like the first tour, like yeah. The lineup, yeah. I mean, there was some good shows too. I'm sure. For, we played in Canada, one of the early shows, and um, my drum tech left all my cymbals there, all of them, just left them there. So each show that we're playing, I have to ask the drummer, "Hey, can I use your cymbals? Can I use your cymbals?" I mean, Sammy talking about the lady. That's like asking the drummer to use his furniture or some shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's weird. You know what I mean? Like sleeping in his bed or something. Yeah, 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 some bizarre shit like that. So that was like you know a bum out every show. I'm like, yeah. I use it. We we played with Chicago in Chicago. That ended up getting canceled because of underage people. And then we played, it's called the Hell House. It was like a squat. And I played the whole set with Tom's. The whole Damn. set. Yeah. People just like, that's why I met Chris Carver there, actually. Wow. Everyone's diving, going backflips and wheelie. Oh, sick, Toby. It was sick. Wow. That was probably 89 then. Yeah. I would, yeah. Probably early 89, maybe. I, I definitely left a bunch of um, pieces to drums across the country, too. Sorry, Armand. That was a shitty road. <laughs> 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 I left some cymbal stands behind. And so you thousands. kept going with Sigmaro when I, when I left the band, right? You kept going with them? Yeah, because my, oh. my shit, my first show was 1994 in H2O. Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask going. when did it start. Yeah. You remember when we were like, talking about it on tour bus with like, Pete? Like, let's call it water. And we would crack like straight edge. Like, you drink wine on my mother's wedding. Stab me in the back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was, sick, it was just going to be a joke band. Like, just like being super, yeah. straight, super pure. Yeah, like just being so extreme, but like just like a random tour when you make too, up, and they came the fruition. Like, Look at this dude. Tour and shit. Like, Look at this crazy. motherfucker, man. Yeah, and you come back, came back. You put the, you grabbed the bull by the horns. I mean, you got you got Max in the band for a minute, right? Uh, uh, the drummer. Yeah, Max Capture played. played yep. When I seen your first show at Coney Island, um, a second show. First seven, he was she was drums. on the first seven inch. Yeah. Okay, yeah. First demos. Yeah, he, he's, you know, I don't know him that well, but he's like, this crazy. Uh, Max Capture. I'm going through sick of it all. Guys. He's one of the only ones that filled in with sick of it all besides me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's in the video Injustice System. Yeah, that's him. So, okay, so how long did the Warzone thing last for you? Um, let me see. And I, it's hard to figure it out in hindsight. Um, probably a couple, couple, like three or four years, maybe. Yeah, it's tough to say because then we did the Bad Metal record in '89. Um, hello, first time in the click track. Bum out, bum out. <laughs> what was that album called again? It's just with self titled oh, right. Bullet Holes. That's right. Yeah, like that's the right. Omen Drew the Psycho Freedy thing like that. The dope logo. Yeah, this, and that dude, all those songs initially were like really hard, hard altercation songs. And they were like, boom, dun, 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 and it cutting in half. Was and Dance like, Honor Die on there? Uh, no, that was Over Your Eyes. Dance Honor Die. And it, it was, they were really good songs. And all of a sudden, um, Natalie, our manager, that was um, Jimmy's old girlfriend, got a producer, this guy, Roger Greenwald, that was from Boston, and like from, um, not from Boston, but like into Berkeley. So he had that whole thing or whatever. And we did that with Record Man. It just turned into crap. He cut everything in half. He made it all sound like the way it sounded when it came out. It's only, Hold On's a good song. That's like the only good song. Yeah, that, that came out in 90? Uh, 89. 89, wow. Yeah, 89, yeah. So then after that record, it kind of got... Yeah, we, we thought we are going to like blow up from it. Like We were like, oh, yo, listen to this. I'm like sending it to like in effect guys. I'm sending us all these label guys. They're like, yo, this is going to blow up. Listen to this. It's so hard, man. It was freaking amazing. <laughs> Everybody's excited about it? Like... Yeah, really excited, except the people we mailed it to. <laughs> like, swing and a miss. I love you, but... So so that, that wasn't really... Um... Uh, accepted it, that when it came out yeah it wasn't you know randomly enough I get DMs to this day saying people love that record sure man like randomly sure. like I can't understand the record like, I hate okay. the most of my band people love it now like, really yeah, isn't that weird it's crazy man man and the only thing that, for me that was good for in terms of being productive was my first time playing with a click track so yeah. that way I get it out of the way and I'm not young and everything so when I do stuff now it's just pretty of course yeah that's hard it's for easy. some people to get some numbers can't even play with it it's yeah, tough yeah, yeah. man it always it feels is. like you're slowing down and it's like it's yeah. weird but it's still, I, I did it though, even though it sounded like a program to drum machine. <laughs> so those two albums you were on, and then that was a wrap after that. Um, yeah, then that was it. And then uh, we, I got me and Ray kind of get into it. R.I.P. I love you, Missu. And I ended up bouncing. 
And then I was I started I was working at Two Boots. G, you remember Two, Two Boots? Boots. <laughs> yeah, man. Two Boots. Me and, and Jay, from, uh, me and Jay from White Zombie working together, like delivering pizza. Avenue Way, man. Yeah, first I was making them, and they were like, no. They were like, we like, <laughs> they're like, dude, we like you. Do you want us to do work? You can deliver them. You can't make them. <laughs> so I was delivering with them, this big, big ass uh, metal, like square thing on top of a bike, just like bugging out. Like this tattoo, remember, it was just a chain in the skull? Yeah. So I had the chain in the lock. People were like, that's dope. I like that shit. I see you. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. But so um, that, boots. yeah, I'm working there and then I'm doing random things just to keep, uh, you know, as a musician, keep your chops going, like in between gigs or whatever. So yeah. I did this uh, Karen Black. Which is really neat. That's cool. um, and then this band, Execution Style, that uh, my friend uh, Kevin was in. He's from uh, King of Kings, though, a Gaffin band. And he ended up getting booted or something. So he started this rock and like a real good rock. Like, I can't even explain. It was good rock and roll songs, man. Like, almost like derivative, derivative of classic rock a little yeah. bit, but not really. Oh my God, it was really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. And then, so I'm doing those two bands. And then I think a project, the third, I can't remember. I didn't worry a soul, something like that. Warrior Soul, the band? Yeah, yeah. They were signed. And then, uh, Sammy did it before me, then I did it after him. And we actually had, um, what do you call it? Uh, what's the, uh, the hardcore guy that does all the bands? Donnie Fury. Donnie Fury, yeah. Yeah, they are doing like pre-production and shit like that. And okay. then the drummer, Corey, started playing drums. He's like this. I'm like, nah. So I bounced. So, um, and then, for some reason, oh, uh, Eddie Jr., uh, Eddie Cohen. Eddie Cohen. Knuckle neck. Love you, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie Cohen. Crazy, I love you. <laughs> crazy in the back of no knobs. Shout out. <laughs> he was like, yo, okay. Like, we were getting already close because he filled in on some Warzone shows playing bass. Okay. Because um, Omen, like, left, and then that new guy, Bob, didn't come until after. It was like a, like, Was he in Cycle Sluts from Hell at the time? Um, no, we, we did that after. Okay. We were both. He goes, hey, let's do this um, sick of it all thing. Do you think you might want to play with them? They're kind of like a big band. And I was like... Yeah, you know, my thinking was I'm such a donkey. I was like, oh, I've been worse on Lower East Side I was like, I didn't take it seriously. Mm. So I, I tried, I listened to the record, listened to the record, went in and fucking, fucking falling down the stairs, dude. It was so bad. I was terrible. Yeah. And I asked Pete Lou, and Pete Lou, like, yo, uh, what's going on? You, I mean, do you want to try it again? We'll do that with you. Because I was talking about getting PD and all this other stuff. Yeah. I started putting names in. I started taking it seriously. So I, I listened to it for real, for real, for real. And then went in and uh, it was awesome. People give me this look like, what it's supposed to sound like. You know, just awesome. toms and like disillusion. And it's just, like, oh my it's God, it's hitting yeah. so hard. And they're like, okay, <laughs> you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. So me and Eddie were in. And I was with him during that time. That's We Stand Alone era. That's right. I was, damn, that's a dude. That's a really good record. Yeah. Not even pat myself on the backside, but a little bit because that six sounds really good for the time. Yeah, it's a great record. Really, really good record. And rewind. Oh, then the first tour was it New Titans? Um, did you didn't you do a few uh, a few of them before us though? A like bunch, a bunch. maybe yeah, went yeah. I can't remember. We went to I think we were AF for Canada. Yeah. And did, did like, that a, run. like a, a great run. East Coast. That was yep. fun. And uh, then we did another little tour, but then we did New Titans. So yeah, the tour bus. Check me out. <laughs> yeah, so for the listeners, New Titans on the Blocks was Sick of It All, Separatora, Sacred Reich, and Napalm Death. And it yep. was... And we were first of four. First of four. Yep. It was like one of the first kind of crossover tours that Sick of It All did, I think. Yeah. It was 91, man. It had to be. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think they did any metal tours. 91, right? Yeah, 91. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I was 21 years old. So like that was like the first New York car company to go like on like a metal tour. Yeah, man. Remember and how you like you guys held your own on there, man. I don't thank you. I think we did yeah. a good job. Dude, that tour for some reason, man, when I was in that band, we were like honk, like confident as fuck. Like we went stage. I was like, it was just like, yeah. you know, aside from the Allentown one. But anyways, <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah. it was like insane, dude. Like it was like, I, I never felt so confident in my life being behind the drums when I was sick of it all. I love those guys. And it was a great, so great you were time. 21. Yep. 20, 21. 
Fuck. Couple years. Didn't last long. Maybe three, four years, two, three. I can't remember. Yeah, but the tours was fun. They're sharing the tour bus with Napalm Dad. That was insane. We didn't dude. know what to expect because I didn't really know those guys. Was yeah. Different, different like. Yeah, we were all music. like skimming rocks before we put a toe in style. Like you know, I mean, yeah. you everyone was like, oh okay, because literally sharing a bus with them. They're strangers, like yeah, a random like um, the drummer to like they had the hot rock hair and the nose ring. Like fuck that kid, fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we were so hardcore. It was, like, it was like two different like styles of music together. Yeah, sure. yeah, but then but it went I, over well. Like, think about one. Dude, we got did. along with them so good, man. Think about one over the crowd every night. It was a new audience for them. Yeah, and, I remember yeah. maybe the Milwaukee Metal Fest. I think that was kind of weird. We, yeah, people, of course. They were quiet and just looking at us and shit. Like what? They didn't know what to expect. Of course. But all the rest of the shows were killed it pretty much. Yeah, like, and, like, and I think that put. Uh, Hollywood Sick of Palladium. All, Sick of put Sick of on a different level and a different platform. All the metal bands actually saw that this could work. Yes. You know what I mean? That like yes. A New York Harker band could play with this type of music and yeah. it, it works together well. It worked really, really well. And I think that Sick of it all was actually the first band to do that. And it, I think it may open the doors for a lot of bands to play with other metal bands because like New York has like this stigma of like this. It is like a tough, harder scene. Yeah, we took one for the team, basically. Like Lori it's all the New yeah. York CBG. It's yeah. a whole New York Parker yep. thing. Word. And so for like that, those bands that take a chance and bring Sick of It All on, and it went really well. Yeah. It was really awesome. Because I remember like they, they were talking, we were talking, me and Pete and Lou were talking about a tour, then they were like, they had a syllabus like a, of like several tour, and I was like, there's no way we're doing that tour. They're like, yo, we're leaving in like a week. It's just, I didn't get a passport, which I never did. And uh, so we did, and all of a sudden, we're on a damn tour bus. Like the show... I think, did they play the Ritz or something like that? But we didn't play that show or something. Yeah, and they were sure. giving us tour jackets and shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. This is I so I think that was the Arise tour, maybe. For yeah, it was Arise. Tour. Yeah, Arise. Yep. I was trying to think of that earlier. It was, it yeah. was definitely Arise. Oh, they killed it. All the great bands. I'm having, I'm having Barney on my podcast this week, actually. Really? Yeah, he's no. doing great, man. Oh, yeah. I ran into him from time to time. I love him. Yeah. Is it, what, is he in the States now? No, I just do like a Zoom thing with oh, him. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, he's, he's so cool. EK Flippy Deppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have some crazy jokes, man. Oh, just but, like straight up tour shit. What's crazy about them is back then, I didn't really listen to them or know anything about them. Neither I watched, did I. Watched, but when, when I found out throughout these years that like, He's been a vegetarian his whole life. He's super political and positive. He's oh, very political, man. Things for changing the world. Like, you don't think about that when you hear the Yeah, he's Star a Star Wars, Wars guy, too. He yeah, read, like, man. all the Star Wars books, and we would talk forever. He's a smart cat, man. Yep, you know, driving talk, driving across Texas, because that takes six years. So we'd be just talking and having yeah. fun, you know what I mean? Have a good time. I like him a lot. Even um, with Shane. Shane's a good egg, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do we have some riots on that tour, or that, that was later on? Maybe oh, after? no, that was... Uh, no, wait. No, it was um, the Allentown one. Yeah, that was crazy. All those racist fucks. Yeah, there was kids outside, like... We were filming this shit for Richie. Rich, we were filming something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, because uh, we didn't the several tour and they didn't really know us yet. Yeah, but all of a sudden we're playing the show and open for them. And they'd be oh, Biohazard would play too because I remember right. seeing That's everyone right. was looking at Biohazard and they were like, all those guys were like Max and I'm like, and then he started putting their name out there. And that kind of helped them get a step up Biohazard because they were like, look at this, three singers, long hair, people jumping it's around. Man, yeah, yeah. They, I seen everyone watching them be like, oh shit, but then. What happened with us? We went on, and um, I, I was a, like a mess anyway. It's a long story, but I we started this. We started, and I look over. Someone's like see Kyle and us. I'm like, oh wait a minute. It's crazy. That and then man. he says some shit. Lou's like, I'm not the asshole who has to live in this one horse town. I was like, uh oh, spaghettios. I turn around. Pete's putting his guitar like on the stand and just whoosh, dove and Lou dove, and it was just like just beating the shit out of each other. Because outside we were filming, like we we're documenting the whole tour. Yeah. And and as we we're filming, people were going yelling, saying racist things into my camera. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, fucking bummed out. in line to come in this show. Oh, it was, it was such it was, a buzzkill, dude. It was fucked out, man. It was, and then someone did jalapeno mace or whatever. Like, so it was in my eyes and my mouth. I remember running up the stairs and I, I didn't know Apollo yet. And he gave me this gallon of milk. I like slapped it out of his hand and put my arm to the floor. He's like, 
already the money. <laughs> oh, Paul from Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Paul. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're supposed to put milk in your eyes, I think. Right? Yeah, that's what. That's uh, what. In hindsight, uh, I you know. But he he was a nice guy. I was like, I'm sorry, man. He's like, you, yeah, no, you crazy. And that was like one of the first <laughs> couple. That was like one of the first shows of the tour. One of the, like, it was, yeah, because yeah. um, we did. That was one of the East Coast ones. I don't think it was the second or the third, but it was bad. I'm glad yeah. we finished the set. And then you're in the live in NYC video in '91. Yep. That's a that's a classic. So people listening, there's the live NYC video mm-hmm. by In Effect Records. It's Sick of It All. He's trying to re-release that, I think. Yeah, Howie. Shout yeah, out to Howie, Howie. Abrams. Yep, Sick of It All, Gnostic Front, Gorilla Biscuits. Um, who, who else? There was like it was essentially what they used to call the Super Bowl. Super Bowls of yeah. hardcore. Now they're like black and blue, whatever. The dark, it's Sick of It All, yeah. Gnostic Front, Fun. Gorilla Biscuits. Gorilla Biscuits. Those are the three. Those are the three, yeah. Who else? And oh, now they, maybe, it's in the video. It, yeah, Super Touch, maybe. Like it was good. It was like three of our three bands before us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was a great. It was a great thing. Oh my god, it was a what crazy a show. Good too, time, man. man. Yeah, man. That was another one of those confident things. I'm like, what? So I, so I was looking at, I was looking at the promo picture too with you and uh, Eddie, and it's crazy to see that because that's like a, that's like a rare moment. I got that like fade, fade that's not connected, and like a goatee. Who goes goatees? I'm like, yeah, strong. But, but that that's like a rare quick moment. Yeah, that a lot of shit happened with that lineup real quick. I like know. That tour and then that seven inch. I always forget about the seven inch because I'm like, yeah, oh, I tore it. That's an important part of yep. Sick of It All's catalog. Yep, I tore a lot with Sick of It All. And I always forget that that did a, I did a record with them. I'm so grateful. Um, so cool. So were you? So were you? Were you sober on that? You weren't sober on that at all. Nope. <laughs> the exact opposite. Are, were you sober in Warzone? Uh no. More drinking, like less crazy shit. Then yeah, just everything and anything to make myself feel the way that I was feeling. Yeah. You know, any anything, and then we got really bad with the heavy stuff. And sick of it all. I feel. I still, in hindsight, feel bad. Like, I put those guys through shit. And they hung in there with me, man. They really did. They took, had my back. And, and what year did that start for you? Like really? Um, ninety. Ninety. So you weren't I, like that as a kid. No, I met. I met this girl. I don't know if you ah. remember Megan Derek. Uh, Megan, she was my girl. She passed away, and she was like, I was like kind of naive to the fact she'd be like doing this, and I'm like, what's the matter with you? She's like, oh, I took some value. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't realize it was you know dinner time. Yeah. Um. So. And then that, that just, it went so fast with me with that, like so fast. It's so like, interesting because Mike Baton was just on there and he told me how it went so fast with him. Yeah. He had it for a couple of days and all of a sudden he was addicted oh for three God. years. It's crazy. Yeah, people in the neighborhood, like I ran into Rachel Harley's girl or whatever, and they're like, okay, look at your eyes because it's dark. And they're like, oh, they're like, keep the days in between it, dude. If you're going to do it, keep days in between it, which is like, I don't know, I can think of an analogy, but yeah, I couldn't do that. So it would three days just fast stuck. for you and you... When you yeah, and it was a thing where it turned me into a person that was just disgusting, essentially, complete opposite of what I am now, which is, you know, I have the good spiritual mental hygiene for the most part. Um, it just turned you into a sort of scumbag, you know what I mean? I, you, have, you do it one, two, three times, you're stuck, because then you're just sick and going to withdraw. So it was like this whole thing, man, it was bad. I, you were I taking it to feel better at some point, yeah, correct? Yeah, not even, at one point it wasn't even to get, I was just to feel better, to put myself on empty, off, off of empty, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that affecting stuff in the war zone? Um, no, I had already, I had already, um, I think t- towards the end of war zone, I might have okay. like started, you know, sniffing a few bags or something like that. But it wasn't, didn't really come to like the, the level it came had to. Had you done coke before then, or any hard um, drugs? Yeah, I've done coke before, like you know, before that, when I was a teenager, but um, yeah. not in the way that I did it in in Houston. It was like I'm looking around, looking around, and that sicky nicky guy, I think it's verbal abuse or whatever, bandy some verbal assault, verbal abuse. He's like, hey, have you done this? I'm like, no. And I tried it, and it was a wrap. That's when I'm going to see you. You're like, why are your eyes so big? I'm like, I don't know. That's when you tried it? Was on that tour with us? Huh? I was on the tour that you tried it on? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For the yeah. first time? For the first time in Holy Houston, Texas. Fuck. Oh, my God. It was insane. It was so kooky, wacky that it shouldn't have been re- Yeah, it shouldn't have been real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should not have been real. Um, wow. So you tried it on that tour. Yeah, for the first time to do it like that. And it was uh, pretty heavy, man. 
It was like more than heavy. Then I kept going and going and going on the tour bus, you know, and I'm walking out there with the big hole in my arm. Everyone's like, put a band-aid on that shit at least. You get me, what? You know, I was trying to come down, like hitting my bones were hurting so bad. It was, oh, it was a nightmare. Thank God I don't live like that today. That was the new Titans tour or no? Yeah. Yep. So, it's the, so it's the biggest tour that Cigarro has ever done. Yeah, biggest Your tour first, I've ever done. Yep. First bus, and he decided to try heroin. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. No, I did a little bit in Manhattan, okay. but I'm sorry, the first time I tried to do coke in that way, like, okay, I, like yeah, IVDA yeah. style. And, uh, you know, just... Holy psh, fuck, man. It. Oh, it was so bad. So then from there, it just kind of spiraled. Like, you just... Yeah, it was literally a downward spiral. Like, from that that, that moment on of the tour, it was like, you know, like, hey, the bus driver, hey, can you loan me a couple bucks? Like, fucking, you know, like, that. Other I mean, looking at people in each city, like, oh, can you get... So it's real sketchy, trying to find things. Damn. Which puts me in situations anyway. You know what I'm saying? I know. So, I, me I, remember you, I remember the story about how you said that somebody broke into your house and... Stole your kick pedal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if someone's going to rob his house and just take your kick pedal. And like, it got robbed out of the house. And, then, and I'm just like, I need you to buy me a new one. Just shit, but just shit like that. Like, just shit like that. What was I like telling the story, though, that it might have been Pete, actually, because like, he's mailing me a book. And I was like, yeah, I remember uh, on 10th Street when someone so-and-so, so-and-so. They were like, in hindsight, they, I thought it was so cool. And it was a good story. Like, broke in, took the double kick pedal, and nothing else, and bounced. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> that was so like it was emphatic. I was like, "Yeah, man, yo, it's fucking but happen." I, I, and, and obviously, I think they knew, and they were they were looking out. They're looking out. They loved you. you know what I'm saying, looking out for you. Yeah, and they yeah they did. Like I yeah. said, they had my six the whole time. Shh, do the podcast. There's one water, babe. <laughs> oh no, I got one thing. My wife always Thanks, comes Lord. in during the podcast and does the dishes with some shit in the background. Stop, Thank babe. You. Um, Naked Reagan. That was the other band on Caroline when we was on Caroline. Um, Good band. Okay, so yeah, that's right. You were in the same label as them, right? Yeah, it was Naked Raygun, Us, and uh, Pumpkins at the time. And then Pumpkins went up to Virgin because they sold a million records in one day, obviously. So um, <laughs> I'm totally surprised. I didn't know that that shit started on that tour. It's fucking crazy. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's for lack of a better term, I don't, even, I don't want to say it came to fruition because that's kind of like a, I don't know, kind of random, but it did. And, and, and it was just, it was a nightmare. Everything yeah. that happened on, you know, mostly everything that happened it's on It's a hard night. come down, I heard. Oh, yeah, it sucks. It's bad. Like, and then you just. You're just sick. You don't feel good at yeah. all. Like, you, yeah. and then it has to keep going. Maybe you don't want to um, do it anymore, but you have to keep going to make you feel make yourself feel better. Yeah. And um, you just turn into a scumbag and shit. Like, like stories about the cage on pedal. Like, really? You're like a loser. <laughs> Looking back now, you laugh about back then. You're like, yeah. damn, this is fucked up. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. Hindsight's clear. You know, I'm like, damn, whatever. And then we had no phones back then, but this is one of the most incredible stories that. I've ever witnessed in my life. And there was a photo that Umbar, rest in peace, he was ready for six. There was a photo or two, he right? He passed away of a photo of what happened. So what happened was, and what happened was, EK, we had, we had a hotel. Everybody's in the pool. <laughs> EK bleached his hair, right? And he bleached his hair. And, and somehow, I mean, this is absolutely true. Somehow the, the bleaching fresh hair and jumping in the chlorine pool had a yeah. chemical reaction. We got bus call and then I decided to jump in the pool. So it's, it, it happened, this chemical reaction. And I'm not sure if you saw that movie, Mask, with Rocky. It was Rocky Dennis. Mask. Rocky Dennis, yes, all, yes. All of a sudden, man, <laughs> EK's fucking whole entire head swells up. <laughs> I swear on fucking edge. I swear his to God, His whole dude. fucking head swells up, like bigger than his skull. And, uh, and all of us are... We, we they don't know how to react. We can't even look at him. We, yeah. we don't believe it's real. Like, yep. And the Teddy Ito, whatever the manager, tour manager, whatever his name is. Uh, fucking oh, name. that guy, wearing a doinks. Wait, wait, he took a picture of his face. It was one Teddy, I think it was Teddy. And yeah. so he has his hair all bleached and his whole fucking face swells up, his neck swells up. Oh, it dude. doesn't even look like his face anymore. No, like a completely different deformed. person. Like your eyes are swollen shut uh, for the most part, and it's 108 degrees in fucking San Antonio to boot. 
It was, it was, dude, it was crazy. We were trying, we were so in shock because we knew we had to go to the hospital. <laughs> we're trying not to laugh. They did it to laugh, but at the same at time. At the same time, we're feeling so scared for this because it looks like his, his skull's going to spin up because his head's so big. It blew oh, up his whole shit. face. And we're like, you know, we look at somebody don't want to laugh. We're like, is this real? The best was like Pete and Lou, and they were shaving the room, and I went in there and told the tour manager, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do about this, guys. And then Pete, they were like, oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait. You got to see their faces, D. Get a towel wrapped around his head. And then he said, you guys want to see this? He had this big hat on, and he peeled it off, and the hat was the size of his head. Fucking towel, oh my God. It was so swollen. up. Oh, it was scared, insane. Man? Yo, I was really scared. I brain was going to fucking Because I was thinking, what if it, if it gets a little bit more systemic? I mean, airway, airway, yeah. airway, airway. That's the first thing you learn in the BNMT. And I'm like, oh, this better not happen. But what happened was I got to the hospital, and they gave me a, a steroid wean. They stepped in on steroids, and they shoot yeah. an arm with cortisone and prednisone. It started the venture. But we had to close... Few shows though, remember? Cancel some shows. Several tour guys. This song goes out for Ek Elvis Pumpkinhead. Oh, that crack cracking on me. I part my hand on the side like I do now. Snapping. They're like, you look like Elvis. I'm like, what? But it, you know, like when you peel something off, it's gonna be smaller. But it just stays. No, it's the same size, dude. Oh my god! So the hospital said it was just a chemical reaction. Oh, what a buzzkill! Yeah, pretty much. And it, I think it. Um, and it, you know what? Like, I tried it recently. I think it's that that hair that hair dye. It's like it's okay. something in it that okay. doesn't agree with me, which is weird. Because when I was little, like little punk rock, what's up, mama? I did it all the time, and it didn't. I didn't. I was manic panic or like that, and it was yeah. fine. Because you dye it bleach, and then you put in whatever color you're gonna put in. With the know? chlorine factor. Yeah, sure. and it was falling out. Remember, yeah, I went to get a haircut and I put the comb through. It was like clunk. He's like, what the fuck? It was like fried. It was like fried. Fried, like yeah. so, and like no life to it at all. Super thick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really By the way, thick. you have a great hairline. Your hair looks always been good. Thank the you. The one Toby. thing I noticed about you <laughs> was when you. you wore zone. I was like, damn, there's like a supermodel in Warzone. <laughs> oh, thank you. And then when I saw you at the watch show, I was like, I remember you from the record. Like your yeah. hair is all part. Like you always had like a style. Yeah. You know I mean? Thank you. Yeah. And I, your, your hairline maintained. Yeah, a little bit. I'm getting a baloney patch in the back. But that's all right. Um. But yeah. Yeah. If there was a fucking photo. Or the or the internet back then. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. my god. Like it was just so. There were a few phase. photos, and like, I, Umbar R.I.P. had them. Yeah. And he, oh, he didn't want to fork them over. He didn't want to fork them over. But it was they were like, like Polaroids, and you like. What he was the saving hell? them to blackmail you one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going peeing a little like, damn, what did you go ten rounds at Mike Tyson? Like, what happened to you? Like, it just it looked like I ran into a wall head I'll, first. I'll never, I'll never not laugh thinking mm. about that story because You're it was talking. a very surreal moment. It was like yeah, movie makeup on it. Yeah, yeah. And these guys they didn't they had they didn't know how to react because they didn't want to start laughing, bum me out and shit. But they were like kind of serious. Like Toby's like looking at everything. He's like this. He's looking. <laughs> he's looking at everything but my head. And it's really funny, dude. It was one of those things where it's a funny situation, but the funniest shit is people's reactions. It was so fucked, man. Oh, I never God. seen the head look like that. <laughs> well, not like I thought the skull exploded, but it was really outside. Oh, it was all like it was just you all. You can't nasty explain this. You see it, but think about his face on Rocky, Rocky Dennis from. Oh Mask. my God, it was so bad. It just the head so big, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that, I think we had to cancel three shows, mm-hmm. and then uh, was, we got back to normal. So you think the band knew you were fuck, getting fucked up at that point? Oh yeah, yeah. you know, I mean. It, you know, it, it got to the point where we started to get a lot, a lot of tension between me and Lou. So we were sort of just ignoring each other. But me and Pete are always really close. Yeah. Even when I got back from the tour and things didn't work out, he's like, go. I was going to rehearsal last year, Jackson. He goes, dude, go over there. Talk to him right now. Talk to your brother. Talk to your brother. And talk to my brother. Talk, part of me. And I was like, no, nah, man, we just don't get along. We're not saying I And then, uh, you know, I went to, what did we rehearse back then? That place, I forget what it was called. Austin Helmet rehearsed there. Yeah, I know you're talking about that. The, the crazy sound, man. That was like, um, it was a great city in Manhattan, right? Yeah, I think uh, Manhattan. Fuck, it's a famous bar. Um, it's on the west side or whatever. It is, yeah. Um, oh. And the, the short version of the long story is that uh, 
it just didn't end up working out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because look at now, Armand's an amazing guy. He's a great songwriter, yeah. and he, you know what I mean? He's bad. That's totally. those dudes are bad, dude. Yeah, they so, don't fuck around. So what came after that? So after the band, were you super bummed when that ended? Um, yes and no. Because even though, even you could, people knew that I was like leaning towards like playing some rock and roll shit, like listening to Temple of the Dog 80 times a day, like just I fell in love with that grunge shit just because of the, the I don't know what the word Was it part use. of the drug vibe too? Yeah, the, the whole music? fatal, like Andrew Wood from mm. Love Bone dying of overdose, and I like kind of glamorized it. It was a dark, dark time. Yeah, very dark time. Okay. That was, I was in a dark, dark, dark place. But I thought it was a light place because I was getting high and it was like euphoric sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was in the tour bus one time and I was in my bunk and I couldn't. I couldn't kick the habit. I couldn't kick it. So I took all these Excedrin PM and his drinking Schlitz and shit and I'm laying in my tour bus and the, you know, it's like wood panel, like yeah. whatever, like full wood panel and it turned into centipedes. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like the, I, was, I was like, man, what the hell am I going to do? This ain't going to work. Wow, man. <laughs> I tried it several times to just do it cold turkey I just couldn't last. I was a puss puss. So did you, did you go back to Boston after that too? You stayed um, in New York a couple of years. No, I stayed that. in New York. I was like, um, my friend Gabby um, had this luscious tax thing that was just coming off the ground. Yep. I rehearsed with them from Miles played guitar and I played drums and I rehearsed with them a bunch of times and uh, I, it was good for me. I was just playing to a Didier Auto tape. Yeah, just like uh, we still you know. getting high, just functioning. Um, just yeah, just functioning, still getting high or whatever. Like I think Gabby knew, but didn't really say anything because it was wicked. Like, like I don't know, it was just awkward. Yeah. So um, I did that for a while and uh, it was fun. It was fun, but I mean, I you know I fucked it up just like I did Tigmet all because of, of drugs. So um, then all this crazy shit happens. My girl passes away and uh. Did she overdose? Yeah, she overdosed. You, you found her and stuff? No, I, I went to um, Fuck, I went to man. Boston to try to get sober and shit like that. And then she was still in Manhattan. I think, and then she came to visit me in Boston. She's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, it, you know, what's going on? I'm like, cool. She looked like she was clean, clean and sober and shit like that. And, and uh, we had a good time in Boston. She went back to New York. She's like, I'll call you Wednesday with the bus schedule. I'm like, word. Call never came. So we have this other mutual friend, Lynn. She's cool. And I'm like, you know, what's going on? What's going on? I didn't call her, right? My, Lynn calls me. She's like, I have something to tell you. And just she told me that she passed. And I was like, oh, my God. I couldn't. I can't even describe the feeling. Yeah. I can't. I, and I can't. It was my heart fell out of my ass. Yeah. Like that was my literally my first love, too. Okay. You know when you're that young. Yeah, I was man. 18. She was like 23. Yeah. Went Avenue A. And at A Street, she ran up to me and just threw, like started kissing me. Like out of the blue. That's how you met her? Yeah. Fuck. I'm like, okay, shit. okay. She's so damn, fine. Damn. Oh, she was like, oh, did that make so you, did beautiful. That snap you into reality? Maybe she quit? Uh, yeah, well, I... Or make you go darker? Yeah, I, um, it made me go darker, to okay. be, I'm going to be honest. Like, shoot from the hip. I went darker to, to it was dark as I can get it. Like, thank God I never overdosed anything in my life. Thank God. But it got to the point where I did, I went and used and, and drank for another three or four months after she passed just because I couldn't feel the way I was feeling. It was yeah, disgusting. Yeah, to be numb. And then I, something happened. It snapped in my eyes. It was uh, November 13th of 92. And I was like, okay, um, I can't do this anymore. I go, I'm really exhausted from doing this. I like, my family will talk to me. You know, I'm selling on you know Avenue A, First Avenue. It's just like a like a, a drug with like you know a swatch. A fucking <laughs> you were hustling the streets like that. Yeah, I was just selling my shit just because it was ten dollar bag just to get off empty. It's fucking Damn. terrible. Um, and then I said fuck this and I had sober on uh, November thirteenth of ninety two. Yeah, my, for a my, long tongue time. My friend that was on, he talked about how he stole from his family and that really realized yeah, he man. Them, that was like the harshest. Dude, I can't I can't even like even talking about it makes me feel like you know tear guy because I have like the coolest mom in the world. She That's she my... had me when she was fifteen, like a baby having a baby. So we're really close. Yeah. We FaceTime earlier. She's always busting my tops, having a good time, you know? I love her. So she's, she's been with you, she's a rock your whole life through all this shit. Yeah, yeah. man. Even and you know, and I think about, you know, we're I'm so selfish with selfish as alcoholics and addicts, so we don't think of Really, what we're doing to other people. Yeah. Even if, 
even if like you have a family member you don't get along, that's still going to be hurt because they're your family. Yeah. You know, by default. And it's like, it's just, it was so selfish. It was so, so selfish. Mm. That's why, for me, you know, the drinking and using is only a symptom of the disease gotcha. of, of, of addiction. Because I didn't do that shit because I was normal. You know yeah. what I mean? I have depression issues and things of that sort. And um, that's why. So, um, but if I can work on my mental, um, spiritual, and physical hygiene, then I have a fighting chance to survive in this world and, and like really spread the message and help other people out too. Yeah, I love it's that. It's all about man. being of service and helping another person too. So I love so from ninety two to what are you sober? Twenty ten. Yep. Fuck. Yep. All right. Uh, coolest thing about that, it was eighteen wow. years. The not so cool thing about it is um I was I be, I went back to school and became an EMT for the city of Boston. Yes. And, and I had a psych patient um hurt my back on a nine one one call. Um, the cops didn't show up yet, so it was just kind of like this crazy call. And you um, hurt your back. Yeah, he picked me up and threw me into the... We do what's called well-being checks with Boston Police and, you know, say, you know, your family member calls me, yeah, I haven't seen Toby in four or five days. Can you guys go check on him? Like, they don't know. They're in another city or whatever. So that's what we do. But usually us and the cops get there at the same time, but we got there at the same time. And uh, I something... My inside voice is telling me uh, something's really weird. My, my partner just got out of the... Um, academy brand new he just kind of froze up and the dude was like i looked away for one minute i can't remember what he said but he literally you know one of them like seventh grade scoops like scoop yeah. me up man yeah <laughs> and he had a crack at energy he was up in his apartment um smoking crack and not being med compliant taking a psych mess for four days threw me into this bookshelf my back just cracked the fuck up i could feel it i was like this is not good this is not good so you were sober there going to check on him uh yeah wow yeah, man. yeah. it was like my literally my 18th year and so the short version is i um had the, I, I got the pain meds after the surgery and I did them accordingly with my sponsor. Okay, we're going to do it this way, this way, this way until, <laughs> I don't know, two weeks in, I was screaming, ripping around in the streets like a crazy person. And you it was worse. Off the edge. Yeah, it was worse than when I was when I was 22. Because it, all that, say so your disease is lying in your tummy and he wakes up and he's twice as ferocious. He's in remission. It does not go away. Yeah. It does not go away. He's still, I'm still, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't say it to the point where it fucks up my self esteem because that's, that's whack. And probably people do that. But I say it to the point where keeping it real. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is what it's all about like being this way and having a help, lending helping hand. You know what I mean. So you're eighteen. You're eighteen years sober, and then all it took was a back surgery. Lost um, your job as EMS, probably. Um, I did. If 2010, 2015 was just a blur. I moved back to Brooklyn for a couple of years and do a diabetes die. Um, that didn't work out because I was just, like, just putting it all on my arm essentially. So you started. Sh so you weren't shooting it back then. But yeah, no, I was shooting. shooting it a little bit back then. Okay, like just a little bit towards the end. That scared me. That's why I got clean. But now you got you shooting now, it hard. Full hardcore. on, full on. Fuck, dude. Man. I was just, I remember I got this apartment and my credit was whack and the dude was like, "They're sitting." She was like, "Really, really cool." He's like, "I said I'll pay my rent for six months if you want." And uh, they're like, no, how about a year? I was like, no, six months. But they gave it to me, man. It was cool. It was Jefferson Ave. Pretty cool place. It's like one of those railroad apartments. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah. Like you have to, it's a living room, and then you got to walk to another one, to another door. Or something. It's like some New York City. You know, you've been there, for sure, obviously. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, I went through that for a while, for six months, and I managed to just, you know, lose about 40, 50 pounds in that six months and put it all on my arm, essentially, just to be point blank. Wow. Yep. And so, how, how are you making money? How are you surviving during that? Uh, something happened with a comp, uh, comp settlement. Settlement. Oh, for you? Because my back, yeah. Oh, but that okay. was that, and that was it, and it just—it's gone. It was gone. Like so, so you get hurt, and then you start taking pain pills for the for yep, the pain. Yeah. And that triggers you to be doing heroin. Yep. And then you get money because you got hurt. Yeah. You spend all that on heroin. Yep. Wow, man. Yeah. Fuck, that's man. like perfect way you put it. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. That's, that's point man. blank. Yeah, man. And and it was that from 2010 to 15, it was such a blur. Like, I didn't even want to get clean. So I'd go into like, you know, um, to do this called a spin dry and detox. And you're like, blah, 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 and you come out seven days later, you're like, oh, I put on four pounds. Dinner time. 
You know, I was spin drying. Probably about 13, 14 detoxes in sober houses in that time. In just five going, years. Just going to a sober house so I can get a roof over my head and just shoot dope. And then it get kicked out. Hey, go to another one. Because they're, they're all over the place now. You know, and they have flop. Some of them are flop, too. They don't even check the urine and shit like that. So it's like perfect. You know what I mean? But yeah, so then in 2015, um, what happened was I was exhausted again. And I put together two years. I started playing with this shitty hardcore band from uh, Rhode Island. So I moved to Rhode Island. Held hostage, they were called. Just, I wanted to be in the band again. I wanted to do this. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, oh, let's do this. And um, So you moved to Rhode Island? Yeah, but it was like living in the bucket. They call it Pawtucket. Pawtucket? Yeah, no, Pawtucket, yeah. Yeah, Pawtucket. I lived in Newport, Rhode Island, too, after oh, That's home. right, yeah, Newport. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's okay. I mean, it was... I was, I was playing music. I was having sober. a good time. Yeah, sober. Um, and then what happened was I have this aunt who's like my mother's youngest, youngest sister. We're a month apart in age. Okay. Her name's Georgie. And uh, she, yeah, it's crazy. My family's with... And then she um, was into doing heavy drugs with her girlfriend. She's a lesbian. I, I was like, I didn't even know she was into doing that. Like, we had had a little beef, so we weren't talking, kind of. Yeah. And um, a sudden, my mother gives me a call. She's like, you sitting down? I'm like, what? I had no idea. She was like, Georgie passed away. Like, and I was like... She was like, really like my sister, more so than my sister. Okay. We were connected at the hip. Yeah. We are connected at the hip. She knew when she was 15, she liked girls. She's like, I'm, I like the box. I'm coming out. I was like, yeah, we're... <laughs> like, she wasn't on this. I'm doing it for Trendy. Oh, my God, you're beautiful. Still, Stella loves EK Hi. right now. She's staring at her for... Oh, you're so beautiful. Um... <laughs> So she passed away. Yeah, and, um, and that triggered something. Yeah, I didn't have the onions to stay clean, so you know, so I relapsed after two years, um, and then I was like ripping and running. Poor me, why me? Poor me, why me? Poor me, why me? Poor me, why me? You know, it was terrible, and that lasted like another, uh, maybe like a year or two, maybe two. two. And so then, that that's up to two. That's up to 2014. Um, yeah, no, yeah. this this was um this was uh fifteen. She died seventeen. Okay, okay. I was sober from fifteen to seventeen. Okay. Five, fifteen, fifteen to seventeen. That's right, that's right. And June uh, January seventh. And so I, I started ripping and running. I think probably eighteen, a little bit into eighteen. Then I put together another eleven months. I was in Cape Cod and I was like, cool, but then reaps again and I was like, I need a fucking change, man. I remember that's... talking to you through all that, like when you remember? were in Cape Cod, man. Yeah, yeah man. man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was rough, dude. It was a rough hit. So then, rough, so rough then you had two years and then you fell off again. What made you fall off again, you think? Just by being a pussy because I didn't want to feel the emotions I'm feeling. Like, oh my God, poor me. I got to do dope so I don't feel this way. I mean, just like being nodding out and watching fucking sci-fi and, and, and like, you know, doing, it's called a baby neck. Yeah. Just, you know, who, are you, who are you living with out there? You have friends out there? Um, in Pawtucket, I was just living alone. Damn. Yeah, I had a place. Uh, I had a, this friend I know, this old uh, punk rock girl from Boston, like she was 14, 15. She owned the house with her husband. And they weren't talking. He's like a booze bag or whatever like that. And she's just random, like a little friend that worked at uh, Whole Foods. And I had the top. She gave me the whole top floor. It was like two rooms and a bathroom, half a bath. And it was like 700 Nice. I was like, I can do that. And That's you had money saved from that whole thing? Yeah. Plus, yeah. Plus, I saved when I was a paramedic. So I got like okay. a car and things of that sort. Because, you know, when you're punk rock, you really don't give a shit about it like that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think about future. No, especially like living in New York. Like, you don't want a car in New York anyway. It's probably problematic. No, yeah. But, I mean, I was just like, you know what? I got to at least have some regular adult shit, like a car or something like that, you know? I, yeah. I, so, yeah, I had to do things like that just so I could feel part of society. But then I didn't really care about society. I just wanted to just get high and get high and get high. So um, that's when I came out here. I go Josh uh, Lazy. He runs this thing called Sea Change. You know Lazy? Yeah, that's right. Duh. He has this rehab called Sea Change, and he's literally his. Like he, you know, he's been there. Like he, he, he relapsed after 18 years too, okay. and came back. Now he's got 12 actually. And he, he put me on a three way with the intake guys. Like, why don't you come out here right now? He came. I'm like, no, I gotta, um, I, I gotta do some more drugs. Like <laughs> I did. I went to detox, came out again, but then um. I, this is a place called Music Cares. I don't know Love if you're it. familiar with them. It's incredible. Save so, a bunch of my friends. Yep. What, this shout is what out it, to Music Cares. Man. Yeah, shout out to Music Cares. I love you all. Like, What's her name? Jo 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 Jolene, I forget. She was they such a sweet. They take care of musicians, man. So this is the short version. This is what happened. I went to, um, 
to see what would ha- what would happen about I had to fill out a twelve page application to get into there. Yep. Um, I did too. And I don't know how I did it. I was jammed the whole time, but I did it, I did it, I did it. Went to these talks again. And something told me so I wanted to check my email. So I asked my uh counselor, hey, can I check my email? I check it. And they were like, yo, uh, what do you call it? Approved you. Get your ass out of here. Music careers approved you. Get your ass out of here. <clears throat> so they, they I, I, kicked, I kicked so I wouldn't be sick on the plane. I uh, was seven days sober. I got on the plane, flew right into LAX, went to Santa Monica. And uh, all this changed, you know what I mean? A lot, a lot, a lot. But I I, I don't know. Something, it sounds kind of corny, but when that plane landed, man, something happened to my stomach, like in a good way. When the plane landed here? Yeah. I can't. Maybe you felt safe or like yes. away from, yeah. I felt safe for some weird reason. I know Josh, he wasn't going to put throw me in the bus, you know? Yeah. It, it did really, really, they paid for like. You were in good hands. Yeah. They paid for like, uh, my boy Jesse was there too. He's like a tech, like a tech for all the back and all these people. He's a really good guy. He's from Newton. And um, he's the one that kind of got me out of there. And then I did like 60 days there, I think they paid for. So there's a lot of money. Yeah, I did it to my friends too. Covered yep. everything. Through yeah. Isn't that changed insane? his life, man. Yeah, it changed my life in this place. Yeah. I was felt so grateful, so grateful, and uh, you know it was a really, really amazing experience. And then, uh, you know, I went there, and then I went uh, to, from there to like a sober house, which is like not not a lot of structure, but enough structure just to, so you're gonna be accountable. Yeah, you know what I mean, like just you know, so you can just do your thing and not just be like, well, I want to go, you know, drink. Or and that was out here, smoke right? Smoke weed. Yeah, yeah, that was in uh, uh, South Bay, Madondo. Yep. Um, and then I I was like, my my boy needed a roommate, and down in uh, Culver City, and I was like, you know what, let me get out of here for a minute. Let me check out the West Side. It's like that's the West Side, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And, um, nice there. Yeah, it was pretty nice. The apartment was like, he was just an animal, disgusting to live with. Like, oh, I'm so open my mouth just fucking talking about it. You might and, listen to this, so. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Okay. Good. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Let him listen. So now how long sober? Um, this is coming up on, uh, let me see, seven or eight? It was um, seven or eight. It was, um, when did I land? So, yeah, coming up on seven or eight months, I think. Sober. Yeah. Just, you, just for being you here. You did before you flew. You kicked before you flew out here, correct? Yeah, I wanted to. I didn't want to be on a plane like sick yeah. or whatever like that. Um, well, that's amazing, man. Yeah, isn't it? Congratulations. So, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, like, and I started hooking up with you guys, like seeing you guys. Like, I went to the Sick of show. I yeah, saw so, you. Yeah. I, saw, I saw everybody, man. Yep. I was like, oh my God, BJ. Yeah. Um, Mike Gitter's out here. Yeah. And I, I got my crew. A lot, a lot of East Coasters out here, yeah, man. Yeah, my boys that live in Long Beach. He, my he, my friend has the Eastern Standard, my friend Kevin. Yeah. He played bass in Mab uh, with Mab and Bandy's doing the Eulogy. Yep, shout out to Eulogy. Yeah. I for now he played in. Yep. Shout out to Eulogy. Um, and um, also, good guys, good my friend Doug, who has a well, kickboxing gym called Doug's um, the best, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Long Beach United. It's the called. best. Doug just took care of isn't us. He a good with guy? some boxing stuff in the gym for my son. Man. Really? Yeah, isn't Doug's he? Good people, man. What an amazing guy. Shout out to Doug. Good, good egg, dude. It's like yeah, long serious. boxing, man. Those are those friends where you're like, it's automatic. You know what I mean? I just, you have to see him for many years. I talked to him. Yep. As soon as you see him, it's on. It was like, it was like damn, it's on. It's on. And that's just a great feeling to know. Yeah, man. Because like, we're human beings. We, we live uh, for forging relationships. Yeah. That's what we do, man. That's what we, we do that because we like to stay alive and feel alive. 100%. You know? And so to forge some and then still have them. Yeah. A, it says a lot about your character that you're not really that much of a scumbag. And yeah. B, it just shows that, you know, you're, you're deep. You know, not Jocko so deep, but deep. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 been a really, really, really good time out you've here been, so You've far. had a long, uh, insane journey of a life, man. Oh, God, yeah. I know. This is, I like this. This is a little interview here. It sounded, you're like getting me on, a, what's it called? Like the timing. It's yeah. like just went from like 13 yeah, all the yeah. way up till now, you know? That's my whole point. It's, like yeah. a little, it's, a little it's really well it's done. It's a therapeutic journey yeah. of your life. <laughs> Of your life. This is your life. You yeah, kid. dude. So wait, are you embracing 50? 
Yeah, I love 50. I don't you do? I'm not racing yet. I'm going to be honest. I'm you just, great, I can't though, believe it. That, you thank you. It's a fucking number, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're thank you. You're a fucking survivor, dude. I know. It doesn't I know. matter, bro. This is, just, this is a new chapter of your life, man. You're yeah, that's the, way, that's the way to put it. And I actually started putting pen to paper and writing my autobiography, believe it or not. And um, I'm like, I'm a, like, I don't know, 100, late 100 something pages in. And it's Sick. really therapeutic. You know, it's really, really Fuck cool. Yeah. And I just think some people might want to read it, actually. Of course. Just, it's just because the story right here he told us they help a lot of people, man. Yeah, it's just crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, if, I, if there's any like I know, other alcoholics and acts out there that are listening right now, um, you know, stick and stay, guys. I know this epidemic. Stick and stay. Yeah, stick and stay. This pandemic's been a pain in the ass for all of us. You know, get some Zoom meetings, do some guided meditation, talk to your sponsor every day, like check in with them. I do that, you know, just to keep me, just to keep me real. Yeah. And just remind myself, you know yeah. what I mean? This dog is so cute, man. She's lovely. Yeah. Uh, uh, on a lighter note, I, I want to take it back just to live for a second mm -hmm. about the war zone style, man. Like, I, I, I know some people were skins, some weren't. Like, there was this thing when I moved to New York where, like, in D.C., you see, like, the skins, boots and braces. But in New York, it was, like, sneaker skins, like, high top, yep. Air Maxes, yep. Air Force Ones. Air Max 90s. And, and, then, like, and, then the, and then you guys with the white, the white hoodies and the white sweatpants, like, yeah. the, 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 the outfit and the stances, like, on Open Your Eyes. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, even on Age of Core, the back, like, Mackie with his fucking raccoon hat, like, the b -boy. Yeah, the raccoon, Mackie's yeah, yeah. OG graffiti writer. Shout <laughs> oh, Mackie, Age of Quarrel, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close friends, graffiti, yeah. b-boy, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, he was like, like b-boy, yeah, totally. That was your whole style, too, because you were breakdancing, yep. graffiti. Yep, But just that whole look of the Warzone shit was fucking I like, so it clean, was weird so because dope. when I just got into Warzone, though, I could tell Jay and Paul, like, amazing guys, they were, um... They were um like kind of like heavy metal before I could tell. Like, yeah. They're like you know Iron Maiden, like playing it like Sea Virus and like that. I'm like cool. So then the fact that I was like B boy, but they were like kind of into that man. Yeah. They're like, dude, you fit in this band. You know, you know, Raid and Studio Word. I don't know how that thing goes, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's well, just like Mackie too. He's the B boy in the. In yeah, the yeah. 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 We used to me Mackie and I met. That's only the person in my life that I actually he six months I, um, worked with him. Like he worked with me. Yeah. Over at West Bath. He'd be like, can you do this? And I'm like, no. He's like, leave me in the room until I can do it. Damn. That's his way of teaching. <laughs> so yeah, One yeah, the that greatest, was, man. Yeah, I shout out to Mackie. I mean, I miss him. I wish he would look me up when he was out here. You know, stuff with that. But just the Warzone style, I mean, like, in yeah, this, like, crazy, right? The vibe of everything. It's yeah. almost borderline, like, um, coined, coined that whole that whole shit. Mm -hmm. Like the like you said, skinhead b boy. With and sneakers, like, a sneaker, I call them sneaker skins. Sneaker skins. I don't know if that's yeah. a term, but like I got sneaker sharp, sharp sneaker yeah. skins. You know what I mean? Instead of boots, you had some high top fucking yep. Ewing. They had high tops and shit. I was like, I always rocked the low top. Air Force ones. You yep. had the Air Maxes. Air Maxes. Whatever, you like remember that? that? Like, yeah. We were, we were, me and you were always in the sneakers, man. Always doing remember sneaker shit. Yeah, yeah, we had that air air span I got with toy. You're like, oh shit, he can't. What do you got those? Air span? I didn't even heard of that shit. We were like sneaking junkies too. So sneakers in like good haircuts yeah good haircuts yep on the slick back all oh that my shit. god yeah you had a good haircut too man that was Thank awesome you, it's called it's a like cut right here like we call it the bellhead because it's like it's like right here. <laughs> i mean kenny citron shout out to kenny citron but um, the live like the yeah in the live in nyc but i had that slick yeah. back with this shit like <laughs> murray's a go-go all day every day murray's murray's i buy it in bulk once i was on having away and i was walking with kamal you know kamal from uh jerky boys, kamal. boys. Yeah, and yeah. He, i was like yo wait a minute kamal i get around here and get something he's like no i'll come in with you it was that drugstore that's right next to alcatraz on avenue a remember that no it was small what are you talking about yeah like holding the wasties and i went in there and i was like yeah, i just gotta grab some he's like what and i picked up the murray's can he could he fucking <laughs> he goes what the hell is this he could not stop laughing dude like his stomach was like heard he was laughing so hard. he's like what the fuck is this thing 
People, you know, afros and shit on it. He's like, "What are you doing?" I go, "That's the only thing that works on my hair." Anybody listening, man? If, if you're if you're in the hardcore scene in the nineties, man. Yeah. My whole band, Murray's supposed to shit Murray's. slick backs. The orange can. I mean, they have New Nile and Dax too. Dax has a red can. Yeah. And New Nile's good for it, like a short hair, uh, flat top and shit. Yeah. But when you're gonna do slick, they get just kind of Murray's, man. It's the jam. It's for some people, it's too thick and they pull your fucking hair out too. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It is really thick. You gotta like. Now I just a little doubt, but doing rubbing your hands to get warm and shit, put in your yeah, yeah, you got them almost like someone, someone was doing it with the hands and they lit on fire, so it just like got really, really melted. People are gonna see when I post a photo of me and EK, but this guy looks really good for his age. Thank it's you. Like the same person he did when I met him back then. Thank you. Yeah, you look the same. Too. Always have a great smile. The Thank hairline's perfect. You. Yeah. Always <laughs> <has a> fucking, <laughs> Thank you, Phil. I'm, I'm jocking this dude's damn, hair. Damn, damn, so hard they right made now. weak made y'all. But oh, but, but you look the same too, with dude. The fly gear, so same with Derek. With the fly gear back then though. Yeah, I was always into like the. Um, that was the b boy party. Mix, yeah, mixing and matching with the like b boy slash anti fashion fashion statement. You know, Fair Perry was like whatever with whatever. Like these shorts, I don't even think they're fucking Boy Scout shirts. Really, it says Boy Scout on them. Like, what the hell am I thinking? Were you a big hip hop fan too? Oh God, yeah, man. Especially when it came to the drums, Tribe Called Quest all day, every day. Yes. Um, you know, De La. Shout out to um, to Dante. Um, all, all that like you know, uh, Ultramatic Magnetic MCs. We talked about them yesterday. Remember yeah. D off the hook. D- then they would have did they have Sally? Were the ones who did Sally? Well, that's about this Larry, yeah, about Sarah. Yeah, yeah, do you like uh do you like the ninety shit like Wu Tang, Gangstar? Uh, yeah, Deep. I love Gangstar. I have one Boston heads, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, the Guru, Guru man, he just has a cool style. Premiere off the hook. Like his voice is like it's like Q tip. Like he sounds like he's supposed to be a rapper. Yeah. Like that's what he's supposed to do when he came out of the womb. Perfect voice. Period. Man. End of story. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Q tip's like, you know, I can't do it, but it's just like perfect. Low about, in theory. I, I, there was a Boston group by the was Ed OG and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Oh I shit, a bugaloo. Yeah. Yeah. How do you remember? That's so random. It. That was my that shit. That DJ I went to high school with me actually, Cruz, named Cruz, a light skinned dude. And um, they had a stunt. Um, I must have bugaboo. I'm bugging me. I'm bugging you. I'm bugging bugaboo. I'm bugging you. That was so cool. He got a cool look too. Yeah. Log man. That video was big though. I got to have. Yeah, I remember that? Watched it on the box. Yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm. Damn, man, that's going back. They got big for a minute. It's just from like a band from Boston. You're you know? kind of like, in a sense, like, well, Guru moved from Boston to New York. Yeah. And made it out there. You know? Yeah, he and, did. And that's, joined the bands. And that's what happened. He moved to New York and just blew blew the fuck yeah. up. Him and Premier, I think Premier's still doing shit with people. He's because this is DJing just next fucking level. You know what I mean? I came from Massachusetts to New York, but I went through Maryland and Rhode Island first. But still, yeah. So I initially thought, I and mean, I didn't know. I um, I thought you were from DC. No, like, he's so, from DC. He's a DC so, hardcore kid. I'm I went like, from cool, Taunton ta- 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 to Newport to Maryland outside of DC, then to oh. New York. Yeah, oh, yeah. so yeah, that was a little yeah, nice. What made you move to um? So they are from Newport. Moved to, my mom um, had a job in an apartment complex. Complex oh. was apartment. Oh, so you did like same with my mom. We moved. She moved. We Good moved. Jobs. She, she was a paramedic. Uh, she was an EMT. With um, oh, your mom was too. Just yeah, like she you. did it for thirty years as a single mom. Damn. Yeah, she was one of the first she women EMTs in Boston. Doing period. That, man. Yeah, she couldn't believe it because it was right after planes hit. And I was mm. like, you know what? I'm exhausted from being in bands anyway, man. I was probably been like 28, 30 something bands at that point, literally from a thirteen to thirty one. And I was like, I just wasn't feeling New York, man. It was like New York got his balls cut off or something. It was fucking weird. Remember that vibe in New York after? I was here. I was out oh, here though. I oh my so, god, yeah. it was so weird. And then I was like, you know what? Let me let me do something. Let me try to go to school. See if I can handle school real quick. So I went back to Boston. I enrolled. Handle school. Real yeah, quick. yeah. I didn't know. You know what I mean? I didn't know if I could be able to do it. It was education. Real yeah, quick. if I didn't have a you know attention span of a baby otter. So I'm like, okay, cool. 
And I went in, I did it, I hooked it up, and then I was better at school this time and when I was 30, 31 than I was when I was a kid. That's I cool. just retained information better and everything like that. Yeah. And I worked really, really, really hard to um to get my, my badge with Boston EMS. It's fucking tough, man. So you ever want to go back and do EMS stuff? Can you do that out here if you want? No. I if if anything, I would um maybe do some um radio stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if that if anything came, I still gotta get like a certain certification for that though. Um but I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of ran its course. Okay. You know, it's like a different kind of stress. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you know, I'm, I'm delivering a baby. I'm just school just got shot like Damn. several times. You know, it's bizarre though, Toby. I don't have any PTSD from that. Zero. I have it from when I was a kid. And violence yeah, at yeah home. I think you've been through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> to that point. I'm like, you've Yo, seen dog, it? put your arm over here. I got but you. But I'm saying you've seen a lot before that. Man. Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't even think of that. Your whole life fucking has you ready for that. Yeah, I wonder why it didn't really you've bother me. Trauma. My skin was thick and it made my skin thicker. That really been a perfect gig for you that's crazy it was man. nuts yeah. man because you know i was weird I, like two three years into it i'm like gee i guess i'm not doing music anymore i just like abandoned that shit you know what i mean yeah. you know if like 10 years out of music business like 30 just yeah. because of how everything you know the turnover rate and a and yeah. people like all this shit so i was like oh man and then i like when that shit happened i was like well i can't really do ent anymore so i want to go back to playing drums and that's when all the strung out ship in 10 to 15 and then it put together all what i have now to present day and now i have some dope ass drums on my patio, and I'm looking at them in cases. I can't even play them yet. Yeah, yeah. We had a little band with Chris Vitale and his two LA dudes. Pretty cool. Um, but well, yeah, what, I, are you, what are you doing now for like for living? Um, I just believe it or not, I do session stuff. Okay. I just um, it's hard. Like um, those guys, like well, like Josh and them, like Josh, like if he can't do anything, he'll throw it at me. Like that's when Mackie did that for years. Um, and I did one a few weeks ago for Ford Motor Company, so that'll pay nice. the rent for a minute. And every thirteen drum stuff for it. Yeah, just uh, this Sick. click track to like, um, it was like some Oasis. It's like Oasis style. It was easy. What, commercial or something? Yeah, TV commercial. Sick. And man. it was, um, I did it in three and a half hours. It was one, I don't want to tell the price, but it was yeah. good money. And then um, what happened after that is every 13 weeks you get it. It's called a residual cycle. After yeah. 13 weeks, it's not like a royalty is different. Yeah. Um, so that, I've just been doing that as a float for, I mean, Great, man. yeah, I mean, awesome, not, man. it doesn't happen a lot, but it happens enough where I know how to manage my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, live at the grocery shop and do things accordingly like mm -hmm. I did in New York when, when you have a corned beef, uh, corn beef hash and eggs. <laughs> do you miss you miss the East Coast at all? Um, a little bit. You know, I was just I posted something about that recently. I kind of did a little bit just because uh, good pizza, and good Chinese food and just the vibe we have on the East Coast. Like, do you from Cleveland, right? Yeah. Look, I can't remember these old trees. <laughs> I remember. Oh, man. Shout out to Cleveland. Death did you, you live with, did you live with Charlie? Oh. With, uh, with Charlie. Oh, you did? Cleveland. Oh, I didn't know that. So we moved together to New York. Yeah. To start a band. Oh, no shit. And then I met you in New York when uh, I was still working, I think, at Fat Farm. Yeah, you, I, I remember that. Fat Farm, yep. And Russell Simmons shit. Oh, I, I totally remember that. But I remember you were also friends with Dana. Yeah. And, um, Dana the girl? Yeah. Dana yeah, the girl. from Bensonhurst? Yeah. I think it's his wife now, right? No, she was in Oh, she does? You know, the real, real, like, gorgeous one? Like, yeah. disturbingly gorgeous one? Yeah, yeah. She played guitar. Oh, okay. Oh, no, Dana Ong. Dana, yeah. She's um, from Hawaii. She's back now, and she did. She played in Slaughter Shack really good with um, Colin. Colin. Yep, yeah, Colin. That dude can sing for a little yeah, dude. Like, oh, yeah, they're from Boston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I met you. Because I didn't know she moved to New York. She moved to New York after me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, what a small world. Crazy, yeah. Crazy how music does that, man. That's how we connected through her, I think. Yeah. 
I just remember you in the park uh, in front of Thompson Square Park. Yeah, and we, yeah, you were like, I was like, this dude's mad cool. Yeah, I was like, damn, he's real nice down to earth and shit. I like that. Yeah, Derek worked at the Fat Farm on Prince Street in Soho. And I worked across the street at Nana. Shoes. Oh, that's right. You worked at Nana with my crazy friend James. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard he's like stemming for change and homeless now, the poor prick. Oh, man. That's too bad. Yeah. That sucks. It's a the glass stick. Damn, too bad. Man. I know. Yeah, so we that... worked across each other before we had been. Well, probably really doing before we even knew each other? Man. No, we knew each other. But it's like. Really? And then you worked at some other places where Antonio was at. Shout out to Antonio. Antonio Z-bar. Bar. Z Bar. And then you worked at Beauty and, and Beauty Bar when Moon Well, um, what do you call yeah. it? He was, thinking, he was playing with Ian Love before I started playing with Ian Love. Who was? Um, Antonio. Okay, yeah. He's a bass player. And then actually randomly enough, I played with Murphy's Off like a month, but I just never played out with them. I was like, he's like, yo, let's do this. They're going to Japan, EK. Let's do this, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay. And I just, for some reason, just, I, I learned everything and Todd would come in. God rest his soul. I miss him so much. Shout out to Todd Youth. Todd Youth, um, peace. He, he would come in. And like this, like I would just play, like I played all the time. I always wanted to play. Offspring, offspring. Yep. Yeah. 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 You're right. Oops, my bad. Murphy's Law did it first. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. but that didn't come. That didn't end up coming to fruition. But he ended up playing WWE with him. I think he did go to Japan with them. Um, and then his whole thing uh, took off after that. It's really cool. I'm yeah. proud of him too. I haven't seen him yet. I don't know, but I like Todd Morris. Make those royalties happen. Uh, you're in Offspring yeah, now with uh, Murphy's Law. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, right. Under that subject. Just um, Todd Morris. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> hook it up. So now you're in California. Mm-hmm. It's been literally a year. I moved here August 8th of last yeah. year. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm starting to feel it. You know, getting acclimated is not easy. I'm sure you guys know. It took me like a year. Yeah, you really? Because some people are like, yo, you got It's gonna eat. It's gonna take three years. Yo, it's gonna nah, take two dude. years. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, you must move slow. Because <laughs> yeah. my shit's on point. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but now, actually, I do. The funny thing is, you say a year because I feel a little bit more comfortable now. Yeah, man. Like, a, like you the know, driving the space is spread out. Everything. It's like it's a different vibe. The social thing is weird. Like, if you're gonna hook up with someone, like, like if we make lunch plans, it's gonna take three months for that to happen. Just, just, just by, just by default. And, That's already, just a, and hour to get there when you live like yeah. twenty minutes away. Yeah, yeah no one wants sure. to travel now. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I do wheelies. I'm yeah. not driving. Um, do you have any regrets in your life right now at this point? In life? Um, I have to say, for the most part, no. But the the regrets they fall in, along the lines of uh, what happened with my uh, soul and body with addiction. Mm. But you know, at the same time, though, I, I kind of don't regret it because it made me such a strong person. It's exactly what so my strong. man Mike just said in this earlier take. I made him strong. He had no regrets. Everything, made him, everything he'd been through made him who he is today. Yeah, I, everything I've... I, I don't even say it. Um, everything I've been through made me who I am today. I know it sounds kind of corny. No, just like I, I tattooed here the other day. It's like, I am not what I've done. I am what I've been what I overcome. It's awesome, man. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. kind of, that's what it's all about. Overcoming. But at the same time, doing it for yourself. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. But you're not like, you're not like check me out. I'm so like... You know, patting yourself on the back. Like, you yeah. have to have humility, man. Yeah. You have to have, like, straight-up humility. And, like I said, help another alcoholic addict help. It's all about being of service. Is it still a struggle? No. No. Wow. I'd be honest. Because, I, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, no hesitation with that answer. This I love is, that. Nope. This is emphatic. There's a, there's a um, thing called uh, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Okay. What Essentially, what you do is you play play the tape out in your brain. Like, if I'm going to make a decision right now, if I want to go now and go back, I mean, I'm not just going to do it. Because, you know, it's going to happen. So I, I play the tape, like, what's going to happen? Okay, I get it. Maybe get Jam Sammy for a few days. Maybe get another bag. Maybe Jam Sammy for, like, a week. After a week, uh, I'm sick, so I have to do it. So now I have a habit, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And at the end, it's not going to end well, no matter what. What does Jammy Sammy mean? Jam, sa- like, Jam Sandwich. 
like jammed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got my you, own language. You, you Sorry, guys. Your own, I just want to say one thing about EK. He's always had his own thing. He's like, hey, you flippy dippy stuff. Yeah. Like, you've always had your own like like slang and swag. I know. And, and it's like gotten worse as I got older, too. Like it's nothing. But yeah. yo, you just said Jamie Sammy. <laughs> Please explain that to me. I want to know where this shit's coming from. Oh, shit. Hey, for, sorry, if they 20 years, you're like, hey, what's that flippy dick? Yeah. Motherfucker? <laughs> You're real serious too. Like you I, just said, Jamie Sammy. I, I, I love it. I just want to know what it means because you have your own language and you're yeah. a fast talker like me. Yeah, he's Jamie Sammy. Yeah, we vibes. we get along. We got yeah. right off the rip because we got that. Yeah, like it's like timing and cadence. It is crazy. It's really, um, really well. So, do you have any daily rituals? Um, yeah, I know it's a weird thing. I don't. I'm not a super religious person, but I'm definitely spiritual. Yeah. Um, and and I don't. I don't get on my knees and pray. Probably a lot of alcoholics do that, and that's that's a Jamie. But I don't do it. I uh, I just I I. Just shut my eyes and I meditate at least at least 15, 20 minutes a day. Awesome. I'm, I'm saying I do it every day. I take days off because I'm a donkey. But when I do it, um, it's, it's guided meditation and you just like, dude, it feels like you're not even in your body. It took me a while to my do wife it because I'm so hyperactive. Trans, yeah, trans. Yeah, there's a, I forget the long one, but trans. And, I think trans I, 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 so I, I want to try. I heard it's really amazing. Dude, man. once you like get it down to where you can kind of train your brain to do what it's supposed to do. Because my brain had to slow down at first, and it didn't really, really work out that well. Cause yeah. Like, always going, always yep. showing your mind. Always, so it took a couple of months, but when I got used to it, it was like a complete next level. Like I, It's almost like you reset all the bullshit. That started out here? Um, yeah. Yeah. I not, when I Even being sober before, I never really meditated or anything. Mm-hmm. I had a, a really cool guy, my friend Daniel Ahern. Shout out to Daniel Ahern. Um, he's a Buddhist. And he kind of got me into that whole way of thinking. You know, I wasn't, you know, obviously yeah. Bruce, but that whole way of thinking is just, like I said, like the gent- the um, gentle, the emotional, spiritual, and physical hygiene. Okay. Like he uses terms like that. It makes sense. Yeah. It's like, it's so on point. You know what I mean? You don't have to say anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I try to do that. Um, and if it doesn't happen, then it's not the end of the world. Um, and I also like to cook my own food. Awesome. <laughs> Derek too. He's been, Derek's been cooking a lot. Yeah, man. And I'm not like, you know, like you guys are vegans and all shit. That's fucking dope. I love that. But I just, I eat like chicken and shit like I that. I hear you. Yeah. I like to cook. It's like, it's like the creative outlet for me yeah, as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do at least do that every night because just it smells That's therapeutic good. It's to good. making your own food. It is. It is. You know, I was and, just going to say and that. If you're single. Yep. And Derek's single. And yep. He's not single, but he lives here. You no, know, Derek's single, but he's by himself. No, no, he's, <laughs> by, he's by himself. He's by himself. <laughs> Damn. Shots fired at Toby's. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Derek's by himself. Sorry. My, my bad. Derek loves my you. Derek's by himself in California, I'm saying, so he's cooking for himself. Yeah, yeah. I was on the juice cleanse. I was just on one. Okay. But like just making meals and learning how to cook more, and that's cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. It's absolutely I'll make it better. Shout out to Highway to Health. Derek's new show coming out <laughs> with him, and he travels around. Thank you. Nice. And really? Goes, yeah, very, cooking and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Very therapeutic. That's awesome, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, that's so neat. I can't wait to see Highway to Health. Yeah, Highway to Health. It's a great name, man. Nice, nice, nice. Um, this is it. Do, do, do you have like a... Uh, you have like a top five in terms of music or inspirations um wow that's that's a really good question um i'm curious because i just heard one before this and it's very yeah um you uh, how about each genre sure all right we'll do rock and roll acdc right off the rip sick phil rudd ill drummer nasty nasty drummer disgusting he's so he's fucking good what a gross um yeah he's <laughs> gross you're, dude you suck you're so good you suck um uh. Hip hop or, or whatever rap, what they call it now, is definitely Tribe Called Quest, and right. we always had that connection. Love Tribe, always. We we're like just One of the greatest. saying quotes to each other and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, we had no balance sneakers too. What about a narrow path? <laughs> like five dogs is really cool. R.I.P. 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 Um, and then I would say and jazz. Half step because not a half stepper. Drink a lot of soda. Call me Doctor Pepper. All right, so go ahead. <laughs> That's what's up. Yep. 
I um, like to tell your mother, tell your father, telegram, telegram. That shit is funny. But um, I'd say they, they, this one's pretty easy for me to do jazz. It's um, John Coltrane, Giant Steps, awesome. that record. Um, I've liked that record since since like a youngster where you wouldn't think a youngster would listen to jazz. Yeah. But it just took me to another place like I, like I really wanted it to. It's awesome. Um, and what else? I see trip hop. I'd say uh, that's not a genre. Uh, Portishead. Great. From the great, 90s. From the 90s. Artist. And another rock band, and it's kind of the guilty pleasure, is um, more of the pop instead of rock. Rock City, the Oasis. Great band. <sighs> great songwriters, everything. Oh, those guys, I've seen them at the Ritz, like, to beat the shit out of each other. Like, like that stage. Wow. He got, Noel's the singer, no, Noel's the songwriter, right? His, he was, his brother was hitting, um, Liam hitting him with a tambourine and shit. Damn. And I was with Petey Hines, and we were with Petey Hines from the drummer, and we'd be like, what the fuck's going on here? Holy shit. He, homeboy ended up leaving, um, uh, Liam, and then uh, Noel came out and did the rest of the set by himself, unplugged. Damn. <laughs> really? Like, really, dude? Wow. Oh, my God. Super talented brothers. Yeah, he just killed it, man. Just him and the guitar and lights. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Oh, I'd love to meet him someday. And then what about punk rock or hardcore band? Um, I'd say hardcore. Hard no, I might need Threat. Sick, perfect. Me too. Because they were like literally the first hardcore band I met. And I was like, perfect. Oh, man, uh, how do they play that fast? What the hell's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the songs really made sense, even though I wasn't sure, but like, it really, really made sense Listen, to me. And then I'll that. even throw a little Dagnasty in there. Great. Preferably, can I say? Great. Um, this album. other one's good, but can I say is next level, man. That that There wasn't a record that came out that sounded like that back then. That guitar sound? Yeah. Like what? Brian Baker shit. Yeah, oh, what a savage. Love Beast. that dude. So good. The question is Midnight Marauders or Low End Theory? Low End Theory. All right, cool. Yep. It's That's a, great too, though. Because they're both like they're both heading the neck to neck. I, I would have to say, but you know, Midnight, Midnight Marauders has uh, Midnight Marauders a jam or whatever, and has a bunch of really cool stuff on it. But I think, <clears throat> in the sense of a full album, where like you know, Siamese Dream, where like every song is, uh, it's, it's an album. It's a full album. Yeah. There's no filler, or no shit like that yeah. in there. So in there is like that. Every single song is Bangers. supposed to be there. Bangers. It's not Perfect. Like, oh, let's just throw this shit in there. If I got Seaside or whatever. They never had any filler on the record. Yeah. Nah, great, man. man. And then I guess towards the love movement, it got a little weird, I'd have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was still good, though. Still quality. Great, man. Yeah. You ever seen that doc? I did. With uh, Michael Rappaport, my, my boy right? did it. Yeah. Yeah, that was that, so man. good. Yeah, I love man. that dude. He's funny as shit, Michael yeah, Rappaport. He's the best, man. He's a, he's a he goes on cat. a tangent. I'm like, what? <laughs> 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 he's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, he's out here. Yeah, but he's from Brooklyn, I think. Uh, no, New York. It's Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes Um. That's fucking funny, man. See, that only, I would know that, like, you say New York, and then you have, like, if it was someone else, you'd have to say Manhattan. Yeah. You just say New York, and I assume it's the borough of Manhattan. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. Isn't it right? Yeah. Um, I know the answer to this question. You consider yourself a pessimist or op optimist? Um, Are you a realist in between? That's what my wife calls herself. I'd have to say, a realist. That's uh, shout out to Moon. That's some shit right there. <laughs> For real, no, it's, it's applicable. Like, I have to say, optimist. I'm a little it's kind of she washed answer but I'm like 50-50 with those yeah Um, and it's very like like uh, you know then I have a, this thing called um, the hell is it? it's like you know realism like like your wife's saying yeah and also like uh, you just don't know what's gonna happen to you next in life so take it one minute at a time and also don't be a wet blanket like wear life like a loose garment that, yeah. that sounds so corny, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you move with t-shirt and jeans, it's kind of different than like a, a something like that. Like, it's really, really cool. Um, and just, you know, keep, like, if you can help someone, help someone. Don't hurt them. Yeah. Um, just just don't, because it's going to make you feel disgusting inside, and it's going to hurt that person. No matter what, if it's verbal or yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? So help people out. And also, just, um, like, have an outlook of, like, it's a little bit of a pessimist and a little bit of optimist. No, this is the one I was trying to talk about, though, empathy. 
I'm so is it empathic? Is that the word? That like I it's almost like um hurts me more than it helps me. Because you can okay. tell, like we're talking here right now, and you're like, you know, a different body language, and you say something, and there's an inflection. I'm, I'm like, that's a dig, you know, or not. You could pick up stuff so much, like good mm. and bad, that it's like really, it's really not cool. I, I, I'm glad that I have empathy, and I could just like feel, like you know, and just, and I love my feels, and I call them the feels, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I have to be able to feel them with, with no, um, with no half stepping. Because the minute I have step, I'm gonna try to use dogs to stuff those feels that I'm feeling. So you yeah. gotta feel them, even though you don't want to feel it. Get feel that shit out, man. Sometimes it's not it gonna be like, that way forever. Yeah, sometimes you know what I mean. Like I feel too much. Like let the world get out. Like, yeah, true, true. Down. Oh, Casey, Casey, boozy, boozy. Where, where, <laughs> where you going, babe? Yeah, but we come back before sundown. Oh, oh yeah, okay, where cool, is he? Cool, Where's cool. your kid? I like him. He's coming back in a second. He's cool. with your friends. Yeah, he's really cool. I, I dig him. Well, that's what because I, I didn't seen you for years until the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen you in years. I seen you walking. I was like, I'm gonna get a suit and a hug, man. It was so cool. <laughs> that was my, a fun my, my, my eyes lit up like it's like a, like a six year old, you know, like a carnival. I had to share shit. the garage. There's a nice drum set out there. My son's in the studio. Oh, now. nice, yeah. nice. Um, how far away are they, mom? Is she doing a photo shoot right now? Oh, she is. No, my my son's band. Oh, okay, good. Oh, yeah. yeah what are they called? Rend. Rend. Cool. They playing out and shit. They play out. They play well, songs when, when out. we were playing out. Wait, they doing? They're doing live streams in my garage, and they played shows. We had a, our band had our first show booked March fourteenth, and then the shit hit, and it Damn. took us six months to get to that point because <laughs> we're all older and shit. What's the band called? Um, we it was it was called um, uh, the last day, but it's whack. Okay. I was like, convinced them to change it. I'm gonna call it the um. I want to call it Kill the Ghost. It's a cool name, yeah. Kind of random. It's cutting cool. edge, I but like not too cutting I, I edge. Like, I like random shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's you know you can't kill a ghost. They're already dead. Oh look at me, I'm crazy. Ooh. Mm, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Living on the edge. Oh shit, man! I, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your friendship. It was great to be here. Yeah, I'm so with you. glad that we did this again because yeah, I had we did it on person. Way better. Yeah, the phone one wasn't. Nah. Uh, nearly. I like to see you and feel the energy. Yeah, they can't. That doesn't touch this one. I can't it, wait it make, to hear. It makes it. Uh, I don't know, just you get more. I don't know, more feelings and more. Connection yeah, more feels. It, more you, like, you, like you said, inflection. Like when I, you know, when I'm talking real, because you could feel that shit. Hundred percent. You know, not I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. You 100%. know what I mean? I I'd rather face in your expression. Yeah, and there's this whole thing too with people. Like I would, I would rather someone tell me something that I really don't like or care for and be honest, than be like, yeah, blowing smoke up my ass and give me a hug and lying. Yeah. That yeah, drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah. It's like having a spine or being a jellyfish. You know, you gotta have a spine. Or else I won't get along with you. <laughs> I love that. Welcome to California. I'm happy you're sober. Thank you so sobriety. much. Thank you, Toby. And uh, Good to see you. Good to see you, Derek. I'm glad you're alive and you're here. You've been through a lot of shit. Man. I know. Been, uh, I'm really glad I made it. I and made you, it and you, you've made a lot of great music and stuff that people love and inspired people. Yeah. I was, album, albums you've been on. Yeah, at times. Like, There's times I forget that, really, because I don't roll like that. Like I'm a confident person, but not cocky. Yeah. And I forget that. Actually, when I ran, I think the first time I, I met that... Uh, Ranted dude, the dude Lars, it was Coney Allen High, and he's like grilling me, like staring at me, staring at me. And I didn't know, I didn't know who he was. They weren't big yet. And I walked up to him. I'm like, yo, dude, what's going on? Um, do I owe you money or some shit? Why are you grilling me? He's like, didn't you play on We Stand Alone? Your name's Zeke, right? I was like, ooh, shit. Awesome, it was man. flattering at the same yeah, time. I was like, man. oh, what a dick. How do I, why am I going to fight this dude? Like, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was really, really random. But um, it ended up working out. I ended up meeting a few times. Nice guy. Yeah, great guys. They love, they love, yeah. big part of the New York family, man. Yeah, big time. Um, big time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, don't, don't, don't uh, underestimate the stuff you put out there in the world. Yeah, people, but I, you know what I mean? I forget. And it's, it's, it's almost, I do forget. To, it's almost cool when someone goes, Hey, um, I really like that. What you did to being like, go check me out. Like, yeah, yeah my name's EK. I used to be in, you know, what I mean? it's such a whack style, of man. Of course. Such a whack style. Well, I'm glad I still don't really know your last name after this conversation. K O M S T, Comst. It I mean, sounds I, like it has a P in it. I mean, Comp sounds like a, like a cool, cool, cool tag name. Yeah, yeah, Comp. Yeah, yeah, right? It could be, yeah. Comp, rocking you live in 85. Can you, <laughs> can you still break dance at all? 
Maybe a little bit, but I can't now with my now with my back. I'll, fuck, I'll, I'll go get a piece of cardboard. No, in my yeah. garage. I'll fucking battle you in my garage. Now right with my now. back, I'd probably battle two fifty-year-olds <laughs> in my fucking hot house battle right now. What about skateboarding? No skating for you? Um, I I used to love skating, like uh, being a street skater. I couldn't really do vert for the life of me, but um, you know ollies and what kind power of slides. Kind of board you my first board was a uh, Santa Cruz slasher. Fucking and sick. Dope, dude. And Classic. it wasn't even brand new. It was like like the dude had had it for a couple of weeks. And Dan Esterberg, I think he was sponsored or whatever. So he just gave it to me. And I was like, word. I'm like skating in like moccasins and shit. I don't know what the fuck is doing. I'm such a donkey. And then um, after that, Alva Street Fire, which is sick. dope because that tail, wham up. Oh, Almost every single person's sliding. podcast had skated in. I didn't know they skated. You know what I mean? Like I was just on Hoyas podcast in Madball. Really? He skated. He's telling me what a quarter pipe he had. Really? No shit. Fucking awesome. Yeah, you would yeah. know it. I don't really ever talk about it. Yeah. You know, I kept hurting my wrist a little bit when I tried it, so I was like, I gotta pick the drums. I'm not what was your best trick? Um, probably backside boneless, and then I do sweepers. That's one of my favorite backside. I would just do a copley squared. It's like these, these uh, these crazy statues that are like this, like squared. Like every, I would pull a sweeper, snap the board of man, jump up there, and fucking come down. It's right on the way. Like sweeper, it's simple, but it's dope. It makes yeah. you look like you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> People it does. like, whoa. Especially you swag it out, make it look really cool. Yeah, swag it out. Or like, swing it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. It's pretty basic, but yeah. yeah. Basic ollies, uh, power, power slider like a motherfucker, boy. We would do it, take mushrooms and uh, take acid <laughs> and shit. No, mushrooms and uh, drink vodka. And we have someone down at the bottom of the hill. It's actually where the real world house was in um, um in the New York, I mean the Boston real house, small yeah. world. And like, all right, come on, let's go. Right, so you just stop bombing, but sometimes the car might be coming real quick, so you got to tap power slide. Those old J2s, I think they were. OJ twos. Yeah, OJ twos. They were like um, yellow, not really green, not really yellow. Yeah, like that color. <laughs> yeah, Hoyt just told me at OJ's thunder trucks. I forgot what board he had. Oh yeah, OJ's thunder trucks. Yeah. Well, what were the other ones? Fi uh, something ball. Tracker trucks are my favorite tracker. Tracker. I like independent. independent. Yeah. Independent, like one sixty nines. Did you have a favorite skater? Um. It was uh, probably um, Tony Hawk. I like Neil. Neil Blender was cool. Neil Blender's sick. Yeah, and, and, and they stuff. Remember those, those videos they show? Uh, and motherfuckers in LA just bombing down hills, yeah. like old school, whatever. Hills, oh yeah. my God, who who else? Obviously Tony Hawk. And so you watch those videos, Bones Brigade, and all that. Oh you know, yeah, they, and then they, they, they had Target videos, and it'll be like Bad Brains, like music playing in the mm. background, and it'll be like yeah, Bad Brains, and then like you know Black Flag with like Dez or some shit, like random. It was called Target videos. Really cool, man. I was like, this is really really neat. Wow. <laughs> wow this is fucking crazy man because it's just you know, even back then that's like 85 yeah you know what i mean i just just discovered punk rock pretty much i was like holy shit this punk is rock cool. and skateboarding around the same time for me yep. too yeah. Was, yeah they were definitely it was hand um, in hand with those soundtracks synonymous and, or whatever or symbiotic <laughs> but the skate rock and the bones brigades and all the youth brigade yeah. was the in the car the other day it's such a great record oh man they're um at one time in boston they had the youth bands so Youth Today, Youth Brigade, uh, youth brigade Reagan Youth, God Rest Dave. All together? Dave. They played yeah, together? Yeah, it was the, the wow, youth, it was the youth show. I know, it's crazy, right? Was it, was it at Youth Center? Um, no, it was at the Rat Scaler, closed. I think at Youth Center. <laughs> yo, right over my head. Yo, I'm rat, like, no, dude, it was at the Rat. Yo, the Rat was great. It played many shows. Yo, there, isn't man. it cool? Yeah, man. I saw Dag Nasty there. It was one of my first shows after Black Flag. And people were just like crawling on the ceilings, just like laying in from pipes and everything. It was sick. I didn't know that Dave Smalley was already a Boston hardcore guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. He, he had white on white, high top Air Force, and he's like, yeah, people don't know about these. And I was like, what's that, some DC shit? I didn't get it. You know, and he's already been in. Uh, Rocking the high top Air Force one. Yeah, it's white on white too, man. Sick. Such a perfect album, man. Yeah. Perfect album. That's another one where every song is just no uh, just amazing. 
Even to this day, I listen to that. I get goosebumps. I think about those times. <laughs> you know, I heard this. You nailed it. You like looked away because you're doing nailing it. It's hard to get. It's hard to get. Funny. And once you lost it, it's always shit. Oh my god. Um, I look in the mirror. Um, all right, well, great talking to you. Thanks for being here. I love you. Happy oh, I love you, you too, Toby. Welcome to Cali. You look thank wonderful. you so much. Hairline's really, on point. Really good time. Yeah. Um, always have God. a great smile. Mm, thank you. Thank you. No, it's crazy for all the shit you've been through. You have perfect teeth. I know. <laughs> Are those real? Yeah. Okay. A little, little, little suspense. It's okay. They, like uh, drill in, like um, what do they call implants? I had HR on my podcast, and I gave him a compliment on my I podcast. I got to the bottom, and I'll be all I set. I said, HR, I said, dude, you for all the microphone slam and all the shit you've done and your whole life playing, your teeth are so perfect. And his wife grabbed the mic. She goes, they're fake. I was like, damn. But his smile is still fucking great. took him out. Great. Yeah. No, but he has such a, he has such a beautiful smile. He's like, man. I ain't die. I ain't die. <laughs> no, he's a fucking bad. Does he live in, around here? No, he's East Coast. Oh, so he's not here? No, I agree. he was out a while ago. He's great. Hey, human. you know, what, what happened to Israel? I'm not sure. The guy played on that record, I'm not sure. And I, re- I rise. He was on yeah, rise. rise. And I reached out to him and left the I was message. in that video, man. Great. Shout out to Mackie. Really? Yeah, I would love to get something going with him, man. That would be insane. So just so you guys know, this is, on, this you, is not on the Lolo anymore. But when this pandemic starts, Warzone are going to be doing shows. Oh, shit. Is he hearing it from me right now? Yep. First and foremost on this podcast, podcast. Yeah, that's right. right. First really? time ever. One life, wow. one chance. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's going to be ill. Probably start over the, across the pond. Actually, I was going to say, tell us who's playing. I don't want to know who the lineup is. I don't want to yeah, know. Yeah, you don't want to know. I, I, I want to like be surprised. It. Yeah, you want to be surprised. Yep. I really be surprised. That's the third person who said that. I was like, I'm not going to tell you. Is it all, all the records or just? Um, we, we figure out what we're going to do for a set, but it's all Warzone members. Okay. From like my era to the 90s era. Sick. So That's it's incredible like not, news. not just some random person playing bass. Of course, like it's of all Warzone members. And it took it a while. I've been trying to do this for years, man. Yeah. And, that, you, know, it, you know, it was weird because Ray was passed away. And then it was weird because Todd. But, you know, not for nothing, but Ray and Todd would want us to carry the message. Yeah. Point blank. They would want this band to carry the message. It's awesome. Man. And I just know they would. So, and, and, you know, homage to them and to, you know, people who like our music. It's going to be really cool. So next year, whenever we can play shows. Yeah, whenever happening. 2023, I don't know, whenever yeah. it stops. <laughs> 2029, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's Probably great news, play man. across the pond and get tight a little bit and then come back here or vice versa. I don't know. We'll see. All the members on the East Coast? Um, No. Okay. Okay. Nope. That's all. No, no more guests. Yeah, no more. No more. <laughs> uh, thank you. Where can people find your, uh, what's your, uh, what's your grand people could find you following and see what you're up to? Um, Instagram is at ek war of it all. Little fuck, that's original, right? That's no, perfect. <laughs> Your other one was hard. It was like a thousand k. Yeah, it was e- stupid. E- 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 like war of it, all. it was cool. whack. It was whack. Ek war of it all. Yeah, at war of it all. You know, come, come follow me. Come hang out. I, I, you know, I get a little random with the selfies, but I don't care. I look good, so I don't give a fuck. Can people buy? <laughs> can people buy Warzone merch now anywhere or no? Yeah, on Re- Revelation. Okay. Revelation too. I was all up merch. Um, open your eyes and don't forget your don't forget streets, sweatshirts, t-shirts, okay. pins. Get it all there. Yeah. Awesome, Ek. Yep. Love you, bro. Welcome to Cali. I love you too. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.